This episode is brought to you by Hyperice, the leader in advanced warm-up and recovery technology. They have tons of innovative products, like Venom-heated wearables to help soothe sore back muscles, Normatec compression boots to speed up recovery and increase circulation, and Hypervolt massage guns to improve mobility. Loved by athletes like Naomi Osaka and Erling Holland. Try them yourself. Get 10% off your order with the code MOVE at hyperrice.com. Good morning, everybody. Welcome to Undisputed. We've got a great show for you today. I'm Jen Hale, and these fine-looking gentlemen are Skip Bayless and Shan Sharp. Bye, guys. Good morning, good morning, Jen. LeBron, he rested up last night for tonight's showcase at Madison Square Garden. Did you hear what they said? Yeah. He's got soreness in his ankle. Yeah, and we want to get said. on top of it. Ankle, right? Yeah. So, tonight at Madison Square Garden, could he go for 60? Could he go for 70? Could he go for Kobe? Could he go for Kobe? Could he not even play? Are you kidding? Why not? This is it. Sword. This is where the stars go to shine. Ankle sword. He's already shined there before. Yeah. Drop 50 piece. Yeah, just like Mahomes had ankle sword. Uh, you, no, don't do that. Don't do that. Don't do that. He looked pretty good to me. I mean, somebody, oh, I played with a torn MCL the yeah. entire season. Well, he did. The, oh, oh, are we but sure he, about that? He didn't complain about it. Uh, yeah. All he did was mention it. Yeah, he just had surgery after the season. <laughs> Whatever. <laughs> we will get into all of the NBA action coming up. But, Skip, I'm glad you brought up Patrick Mahomes. Yeah. Because let's start with Super Bowl 57. As it kicks off, it's already going to be history-making. Patrick Mahomes and Jalen Hurts facing off. Guys, that is the first time ever there are two starting black quarterbacks in the Super Bowl. Shannon, what does this mean to you? Well, it means that we can do a lot of jobs given the opportunity. Um, good, good response. <laughs> Skip, I think anytime it's the first. The first is always important. The first time someone ran a sub four minute mile. The first time someone scaled Mount Everest. The first time we put man on the moon. Mm-hmm. Anytime the first is the poor, it, it's very important. Yeah. Hopefully, it's not the last. We've had a lot of black, not a lot. We've had a few black quarterbacks start and win the Super Bowl. Yeah. But never at the same time have we had two. A quarterback, black quarterbacks face off against each other. Mm-hmm. So I think you, you've had three wins. Three Super Bowl. Uh, okay. Doug Williams did yep. it first, I think mm-hmm. in '87. Yep. Um, and then uh, Patrick mm-hmm. Mahomes. And no, Russell Wilson won it, and then Patrick Mahomes. Yep. So we're about to get the fourth. We just don't know who that fourth one is. And so, Skip, I think that's is, is common now. Uh, the NFL had a record: eleven black quarterbacks start a game this season. Obviously, the Broncos and, and the Ravens. We had they have black quarterbacks. You know, that start every single game. Justin Fields, mm-hmm. you had Kyler Murray start and think, so forth and so on, Skip. So I just think it's, a, it's, a, it's a, a, a testament. I say I don't think we're surprised that Patrick Mahomes got back. But to see where Jalen Hurts came from, lost his job at Alabama. He couldn't throw the football consistently, accurately enough. Ended up transferring, mm-hmm. got better at throwing the football. But not he didn't get to the point where he felt that he could be a, 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 a great be in this position. So he goes out, seeks help gets help, works on his fundamental, works on his footwork, and now you see where he is. You see the maturation process from where he was when he started at Alabama to where he left Alabama, goes to Oklahoma to see where he is as a starter now in the NFL, Skip. He's a top-ten quarterback in my estimation. And just because you don't throw for 5,000 yards and you're not the prototypical drop-back Peyton Manning, Tom Brady, that doesn't mean that you're not a top quarterback. He just does it in a, a different way. He's just not a he's not a guy that's probably going to throw for five thousand yards, but he'll probably throw for four thousand. Have you ten rushing touchdowns with another five to six hundred mm-hmm. yards rushing? So for me, Skip, I, I'm proud of the accomplishment. Um, it was something that I really like. Damn, 
when when it all came together, when when Mahomes finally won, I was like, damn, Jalen Hurts, like Patrick Mahomes. But I was like, okay, damn. Oh. I, I, people not making a whole lot of fuss about it because I think we see it more often than what we used to. We skip. do. Uh, I remember when Doug, and it was a big deal. And they asked Doug. Doug says, "Hell, I always been black. It just happened to be I'm in the Super Bowl. And then Jay, I, I just didn't become black because I got to the Super Bowl. I've been a black quarterback." Skip. I just, I, I'm just, uh, uh, I'm just old enough to remember. And I hopefully, hopefully, these guys, as they sit back and reflect on where they are. Think about all the black quarterbacks that didn't get the opportunity that they got. Good point. I think that's what's important. Um, they, these guys get an opportunity that a lot of guys didn't get that opportunity. They had to either switch positions. Some yep. like Warren Moon ended up having to go to Canada for five years, win five Grey Cups before he came back and got the opportunity to play in the league. So it just skipped. I'm proud. Uh, uh, I'm proud for my community. These both both of these guys come from the black community. I'm pl- I'm proud for the National Football League that they they finally wised up and realized that these men can do the job. Jay, they just needed to be given the opportunity. And I think, look, they're uh, from Shaq Harrison. You know Shaq, James Harris, Shaq. I, I know Shaq yep. very very well. But just to have this, a uh, Doug. But what Doug was able to do, Skip. Doug really look. He wasn't the first, but you got to do something significant. Him winning the Super Bowl, which is the ultimate prize, yep. showed that a black man had the capabilities, not only physically, mm-hmm. but mentally, to withstand the rigors of that position, stand tall when it's all said and done. Mm-hmm. And so it was Doug that should be given the credit because he was the, the first, not, not the first black quarterback, but he was the first to win the Super Bowl. Because once he did that, they were like, well, hold on, wait a minute. Yep. They weren't supposed to be able to process information fast enough. They weren't mm. supposed to be able to be mentally strong enough to withstand it. We know physically they can, yep. but what about mentally? Yep. Because that is the ultimate mental position. Congratulations to Jalen Hurts and Patrick Mahomes. I'm proud. I can assure you the community is very, very proud. Well said. Now, let me frame my perspective with my history, because I feel like I was blessed to be or privileged to be or just lucky enough to be on the cusp of this because I was working out here for the L.A. Times 1977 and I saw this coming or so I thought it looked like Doug Williams at Grambling State University was going to be the first overall pick in the draft because he looked like he was the best quarterback in college football. Were you already out here when Shaq was starting for the Rams? I was and I got to know him well. So I was (laughs) I I got both worlds. Okay, Okay. But I convinced the L.A. Times to send me to Grambling for an entire week leading up to their game at Prairie View okay. with Coach Rob, the great Eddie mm-hmm. Robinson. And I spent much of the week around Doug Williams in his dorm room just hanging out with him. And I was taken by his presence and his stature. What, what do we give Doug? Six, four, maybe? Yeah. Six, yeah. four. Mm-hmm. But, but he was prototypical yeah. pocket thrower. Yeah. Straight and, drop back. And, and straight drop back. And, and we're not talking about the classic running black quarterback. No, no, no. We're, we're talking about he can do what all the white quarterback, the great ones have always done. He can drop back and he can rocket arm it. Yes. And I'm saying, well, this is it. Right. H- here it is. So I did a big blowout piece. They stripped it across the top of the sports section, both on him and then Coach Robinson. And I waited and I waited and he fell and he fell and he fell in that next draft all the way down to 17th. He did go in the first round, but he did not go one or two. He went all the way down to Tampa Bay at 17. Mm -hmm. And you know the rest of the story. It took a while and he had to change teams to Washington. But 1988, so it was 11 years later, he broke through and won the first ever Super Bowl won by a black quarterback. 
And Doug was built to last where he had a certain, you've got to have some mental toughness yeah. to do this. I'm not saying it was Jackie Robinson, but it, but it was in the ballpark, yeah. right? Right. Meanwhile, I'm going through it with Shaq Harris, the great James Harris in, in L.A. And this was, in some ways, even tougher because he was breaking through as a starting black quarterback. Right. Yeah. And he was under fire yes. because you, you make one slight mistake and it's like. Oh, they blew in and they want the backup okay. to come in. All right. So I'm going to frame all this with the fact that as I was writing my Doug Williams piece, I called several GMs just to get the, the take on what, what where, where's he going to go in the draft. Yeah. A very prominent GM, whom I will not name, told me, to your point that you just made, that he did not think Doug Williams would be the first overall pick or even a first-round pick because the black quarterbacks, and I'm going to quote him, as he said, do not have the mental capabilities to succeed at our level, at our level. Well, I was like, really? I, I just spent a week around him, and I thought, I think he's going to be just fine. Right. Trust me on this. He's going to be just fine. James Harris was, was a quiet man, and he had a hard time dealing with the media because it was just a barrage right. of L.A. media right. around the Rams. They right. were more of a running team than a throwing team. Right. But and he was a drop back. He, he was straight drop back right. in the same idea right. yeah. but with, with a cannon of an arm. Because he came from Grambling also. He did. He came from <laughs> Grambling also. But, but they're trying to shatter the – you know, they're right. trying to break through – and do what all the white quarterbacks had always done. Right. I'm, we're doing it at least as well as you, if not a little right. better than you. Right. No, 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 we, we, we're not ready. Right. And there was Marlon Briscoe. Briscoe. And, he was the first full-time yes. starter, but he was more athletic. He, he was, was more of a mobile quarterback that moved it around. Okay. And then you had uh, Joe Gilliam up in Pittsburgh. Yes, he was. And, Broadway and Joe. He, he was at Tennessee State hey. when I was at Vanderbilt. Yes. And, and he was going back and forth with Terry Bradshaw right. and starting for the Steelers Correct. in Terry's early, early years. years. Okay. Mm-hmm. So it took a while. But once the floodgates opened on the black quarterback, I, I feel like they opened pretty heavily yes. here because all of a sudden I looked down at the list of, of black quarterbacks now taken over the, in no, the first no, no. round. Or just, let's just do oh, we, we, can, we can do both. We okay. can do the, fir- the first overalls and the first round. Right. There are 29 total that have gone, I'm sorry, 25 total have gone in the first round. Okay. It's pretty good. And every year it gets a little more and a little more and right. a little more. And the first overalls, just to remind everybody, we got our man Michael Vick. Hey. He was the first, if I'm not mistaken, black quarterback selected number one overall. Okay. Jamarcus Russell didn't work out, but he went number one overall. Cam Newton did work out. He went first in 2011. Jameis has been a little hit and miss, but he went first overall in 15. And then Kyler, we we don't know the outcome of Kyler. But he did win offensive rookie of the year, same as Jameis. He did, and he's made two Pro Bowls. Correct. So so I I would call Kyler a success. I know he's had his issues in Arizona, but he is a success story so far. And he obviously went number one overall. And then we go back to some of the early first-round picks. You, you, you competed against Steve McNair. I did. Just, I think he went third overall. He did go third overall. And Achilles Smith, mm-hmm. that, uh, Steve McNair was 95, 99. Achilles Smith went third work. overall and didn't work, work out. out. Um, I missed uh, Andre Ware was the Heisman winner. He came out my year 90. I think he went he seventh to Detroit. He did. You got it. Good memory. Very good memory. And was, was okay yeah. but not great. Right. But still, it, you can see it coming. Then Donovan, Don McNabb, two obviously, was number two in 99. And, and then, really, here it went. And just this past year, just for the record, 
I counted up 19 black quarterbacks who started games in the mm-hmm. National Football League. 19 different black quarterbacks right. started games. Right. I would say that's progress. I, I would say that's that's a good number. And as as we project forward, this coming draft, it's going to be C.J. Stroud and Bryce Young, 1-2 or 2-1. Right. Uh, now it's starting to lean towards C.J. off, right. off the game that he played, uh, obviously, in, in the National semi I, I, I guess they missed yeah. that game that uh, – that uh, Bryce Young played in the SEC championship against Georgia. I guess they missed that when he threw for 400 plus, but okay. They're both really good, (laughs) and I would be very happy to have either one as my going forward face of the franchise starting quarterback. Okay, so they're going to be the first two overall selections. So my point is we have come a long way. But if we frame it against what's happened to blackhead coaches as we speak, even though we think D'Amico Ryans is going to get a job, yeah. you're pretty sure, right? Yes. Are, are we yeah, very yeah. sure? Very sure. Okay. Very sure. Okay, we should be I'm very a, sure. I won't say 100%, but I will say okay. 99.9. Well, well, every time we talk about blackhead coaches, I, I'm afraid to go to 100% because yeah. I never know because I thought Steve Wilkes was like 99%, and that was not true. Right. Mike Tomlin, Todd Bowles, Mike McDaniel. Yep. Three. Yes. Okay. And yet 19 black quarterbacks started games last year, but we still have only three head coaches. It's just hard to reconcile those two numbers to me because we're doing pretty well over here. Not great, but pretty well with the black quarterbacks. We are going backward with the black head coaches. Help me out. What is happening? Well, I thought, Skip, once Tony Dungy broke through and won the champion, won the the Super Bowl, and he was the first, he went against his good friend, Lovey Smith, who was on his staff. Uh, I was like, okay, this is going to be more opportunities. And then a few years later, Mike Tomlin breaks through and he wins it. You thought the floodgates were open, but it, it hadn't happened. It's kind of like what we thought with, with Tiger Woods playing golf. We thought we were going to see a whole lot of blacks on the circuit. Boy, and, I did. Uh, on the tour. After 99? I mean, uh, uh, 97. One, 97. Sorry, 97. And the only yeah. one I can really think of is Howard Barner. Yeah. Well, it's a, that's about it. <laughs> that's yeah. it. No. So, Skip, look, I, I just – like you said, there's going to be two more coming to the uh, – mm-hmm. I'm sure there's some more black quarterbacks, but we think that uh, C.J. and Bryce Young will be uh, selected in the top five picks. Yep. Um, and so if we've come a long way. Is there more work to be done? Sure. Uh, I think the guys have shown, I think, from Patrick Mahomes to Dak and to, to, to Russell Wilson, not so much last year but in the past, that when given the opportunity, they can do the job. And they can do the job at a very, very high level. And that's what you – sometimes, Skip, it just takes an opportunity. It's like you giving me an opportunity. I was the first athlete to sit across from a full-time journalist or an ex-full-time journalist and debate topics. You guys covered all these sports. You went to Lake Placid and Mm -hmm. covered the Winter Olympics. You went overseas. It's uh, funny you picked out Lake Placid. (laughs) It's like my least favorite place I ever went in my life, but I was there. You you was there. And so you probably saw Eric Hyden and you saw the gold medal of the Olympic team Mm -hmm. win the gold medal. You probably in Seoul. So you covered all of these events, but you gave an athlete an opportunity to talk about something other than the sport he played. That is so true. it was it was up to me to show that okay, I got to do my I got to hold in because if I don't yep. do it and everybody knows that really knows me, knows that I have a vast knowledge about a lot of different things. You do. If I can't do it, well who in the hell can? That is true. And so sometimes someone has to give you an opportunity. And then said person that received opportunity has to take full advantage of it. And what we've seen from the black quarterback when given the opportunity or the black coaches for it, and we'll talk about I'm sure we'll get to uh, as the high end cycle picks up, we'll talk about the black coaches. But what we've seen from the black quarterback when given the opportunity, everything is around them and they give them like what they what you see what they do. They go out and they get, get, get Joe Burrow, Jamar Chase and Higgins was already there. 
so he can succeed. Yep. A lot of times he will succeed just as their white counterpart has. That that is correct. So to me, what we see happening here is that let's take it all the way to the top, white ownership, yeah. and, and many times white general managers. Mm-hmm. They are seeing that black quarterbacks can win them a lot of football games. <laughs> Absolutely. Okay, so they're saying, oh, I, he's doing it over there, and they're doing it over there. Maybe I should get me a black quarterback. Exactly. And that's why we have this breakthrough, because they are succeeding at the highest levels. Yes. And this is nothing but great, because this will continue to open minds to, well, maybe maybe I should. Yeah. Right. Okay. And we get more, We got Rand Carthon, who's now mm-hmm. the general manager no. in Tennessee. Good one. And arguably one of the greatest general managers ever, Ozzie Newsom. I think he just might be and the greatest. Saw, me, remember what Bill Nunn did in the Steelers in the early 70s? He did. He revolutionized. But he, but he went to the HBCUs. Yes. Yeah, and, and he knew where, all, where everything was that, that was off the beaten track yes. for the NFL. A lot of the 70s, okay. a lot of those teams, your Cowboys lived, uh, Tech oh, Stram lived they? at black colleges. Well, Gil Brandt. Gil Brandt, Gil Brandt yeah, did, yeah, yes. Yeah. On the other front, on the black head coaches, we see again and again and again that the white owners – are not that comfortable because they, they, they want to have a, a very close working relationship. Right. And it's not, I, I'm not saying they're racist. I'm just saying they're culturally not inclined right. to want to associate right. at, at, at great length with, with an African-American head coach, right. because it's just not who it's not how they're built. Right. You know, I, I don't want to have, I don't want to socialize with this guy. Again, I'm not. It's not going over the line of racism. Right. It's just how they are, how they were raised, how right. they were built. So we're we're down to three, and we hope we're going to have four. But right. it's 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 looking pretty dim on that front right. right now because it comes down to, not it's it's not so much about winning. It's about associating. Right. right in the end, and that's been the the roadblock for a lot of black coaches right. to get head coaching jobs. Right. Mm-hmm. The, the assistants are fine. We, we're, we're fairly well stocked with right. the assistants, but not with the Well, they're saying what they'll do, Skip, is that they're black. This is what will make you uh, uh, assistant head coach. Yeah. We'll give you a fancy title. Yeah. Give you a little bit more money, but it's not the title. Yeah. I got it. Which brings me back to a young man that you mentioned, Jalen Hurts, who is dear to my heart. Yep. I've been a big fan for mm-hmm. a long time. I'm an even bigger fan of, of what he just overcame and achieved to your point, because he is also shattering this mold of, oh, you're just a running quarterback. Right. A lot of people wrote him off in his first year. Eh, okay, so you can run some. And, and he's not a flashy runner like Lamar. No, 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 no. But, no. But, but he is an effective runner. Correct. Because he's a smart runner and he's a strong runner. But this past offseason, you know and I know, he just said, okay. Got in the lab. Watch this. Mm-hmm. And boy, he went to work. He came out here with my friend Tom House at USC. How do I do this? Rebuild me. Re- restructure my mechanics. Right. Show me the right way to right. do this. You taught Brady. You taught Breeze. You taught just about all of them. Yes. Show me. And he worked. It, it doesn't happen overnight. It takes a lot of hard work and, and a lot of, of extreme dedication that, that – a, a lot of young players just don't have in their right. hearts. I'm talking about white, black, whatever color right. they are. They just don't have it. They have better things to do at that age than that. Especially as, as you get older, it gets harder for, for yep. us to learn new things. I think the thing with, that I love most about Jalen Skip, because this is what will happen. You can learn something new 
But when you get in a stressful situation, you'll revert you back to that, what you're. That's first a great point. I agree. Feel comfortable yeah. with. For whatever reason, even when in the most stressful situations, he has not reverted back. Yeah. To by, his by the way, quick point on that. My friend Tom House always talks, or you used to talk about Tim Tebow right. that way because he taught Tebow in the offseason. Yeah. He said, I promise you, I could have lined up Tim Tebow with Tom Brady and Drew Brees and Carson Palmer and you name them down the line. And they could all throw at the same time and you, you wouldn't be able to pick him out of the lineup because his delivery looked pure to me when he's out here at USC right. throwing against air. Right, right, right. Get him under duress. And, and what re- starts happening? He'll revert back to what he feels comfortable okay, with. Okay, I got it. Go ahead. No, and yeah, so Jalen... Yeah. Jalen went to the lab, Skip. Yep. He worked on it in, in stressful situations. The motion hadn't changed. It hasn't changed. He achieved at the highest level. It's why I fought for him to be the MVP. I can't do his numbers versus the Star Wars numbers that Patrick mm-hmm. put up, and so he's going to be the runaway winner, especially because Jalen finally got hurt at Chicago. Right. Right. But what he achieved intangibly impact on that franchise, I think he changed their culture, yeah. and I, I think he – just on his leadership and pure will, I think he helped lift. It's a, obviously oh, yeah. a talented football team, but he helped lift them into the spot that they're in right oh, now as the Super Bowl slight favorite. And he and Lionel get a big old I'd payday. Say, I'd say. And hey, he might get $200 million for yeah. the guarantees. Yeah, and his left tackle is now campaigning all over Twitter. Pay the man. Well, <laughs> I think that's pretty obvious. Yeah, I, yeah. I think he has earned Oh, he about to get paid. He about yeah. to get paid. Okay, here we go. Way to go. Speaking of getting paid, NFL released salary cap numbers for next season. And, ooh, there's some room for some folks to get paid. That's for sure. (laughs) All right, guys. Still to come this morning, I need you to weigh in on whether or not the Bengals gave Joe Burrow enough help this season. And then Patrick Mahomes, speaking of which, you think he's on track to surpass Tom Brady? That's coming up next right here on Undisputed. When it comes to travel, we all know that feeling of wanting to escape to our happy place, whether it's hitting the beach, the ski slopes, or just kicking it with your crew in a tropical paradise. And Priceline wants you to get there and be very happy with a happy price. So you never have to miss a trip. Let me tell you, Priceline has got your back to make it all happen. My happy place is Cabo San Lucas, Mexico. Picture this, crystal clear waters, golden sands, and sun shining down on you like it's your personal spotlight. That's right. Cabo is my ultimate happy place. And you know what makes it even better? Priceline's VIP family feature. You heard it from me. That's right. VIP treatment for you and your squad. Imagine being with your crew, soaking up the sun and living your best life. And while scoring deals up to five times faster, it's like scoring a game-winning touchdown on vacation. Now, who am I taking with me to Cabo? To that epic trip, that adventure, my boys, my ride or dies, my crew, ones who've been there through thick and thin from the beginning to the end. I'm not taking any kids, no kids, just me and the boys living it up. So what are you waiting for? Download the Priceline app today and save up to 60% off select hotels and go to your favorite happy price with Priceline. Make some memories that'll last a lifetime. Cabo ain't ready for me. Or us, but we're ready for Cabo. Thanks to Priceline, the real MVP of travel. And I won't back down. 
Joe Burrow was sacked an NFL high 51 times last season, including another 19 just in the postseason. This season, Cincinnati made changes to their O-line by signing the likes of Alex Kappa, Lyle Collins. The results, though, not much different. The Bengals' line rated second worst in pass blocking this season. That, according to Pro Football Focus, Shannon, have the Bengals failed Joe Burrow? No, Skip, they went out and spent money. Um, they spent, they got guys, Lyle Collins, they got Ted Karras, they got Alex Kappa. Uh, they got guys that were available. I'm sorry, Lane Johnson and Zach Martin and Trent Williams weren't available. Now, they could have got Panay Sewell. Would you have preferred them get, a, get Panay Sewell and not get uh, a Jamar Chase? Now, which is it? Mm. How about this? How about uh, uh, offensive coordinator, Zach Taylor? How about start, stop calling all that guy dang on scat protection? You, you, you see what they did, Skip, in the first half? They went all scat. Now, all of a sudden, they couldn't block. And then they kept guys in. They started max protecting. They did, and it was, it was a wise it, it, move. Thank yep, you. It was. You, you know I mean, you, you can, if your line can't hold up, you know your line is not holding up. Stop calling scat protection, which means five guys out. You yeah, only have like, five like, offensive like linemen. Empty back. Yeah. yeah. Okay. But, Skip, I, I, I think they did a great job. You can't say, well, they only gave Lyle Collins $5 million. Well, they only go, gave Alex Kapp $11 million. Mm-hmm. That's not the point. The point of the matter is, is that they tried to upgrade. They tried to address a position yep. of need. Yep. They felt the offensive line was a position of need. They went out and got Lyle Collins. They went out and got Kappa. They got Karras. So they tried to fix it. Okay, it didn't go according to plan. But you can't say because things didn't go according to plan, even though you planned it, that, well, you hadn't addressed it enough. So what do you want him to do? Mm. Make a trade for Trent Williams? 49ers not getting rid of him. You want Zach Martin? Cowboys aren't getting rid of him. And you're damn sure not getting Lane Johnson from the Eagles. Mm. So what do you have them to do? And they took a, 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 an offensive lineman in the fourth round. Yep. Skip, they, they've addressed it. Okay, it hasn't gone according to plan. But that doesn't mean they haven't addressed it or they haven't tried to address it. But again, you could have had Panay Sewell. That means you wouldn't have had Jamar Chase. And I guarantee you, every Steelers, uh, Steelers, every Bengals fan would rather have Jamar Chase than Panay Sewell. Yeah. So those are some of the uh, uh, trade-offs. Now, hey, in the draft this year, if there's an offensive lineman available, who knows? In free agency, yep. you got some money. You still under the cap. Mm-hmm. I don't know for how much longer when Joe Burrow gets his money. Gets yep. his money, Skip. True. I don't know how much longer you're gonna be up under the cap. But you're under the cap. Who knows if they're a free, a free agent offensive lineman? You might be able to go out and get. But Skip, they got hurt. Well, Skip, I, Jonah Williams' his kneecap dislocates his kneecap. Lyle mm-hmm. Collins hurt something. Alex uh, uh, Kappa hurt something. How did the Bengals supposed to know that? Oh, all three of the free agent off, uh, uh, offensive linemen that we got are going to get hurt. How do they know that? So I do believe they've addressed it. Do they need to continuously address it? Yes. Either con- they're going to continue to address it, but maybe you don't do as much scat protection. Maybe you don't yeah. do as much empty backfield. Maybe you leave a tight end in or back end like you started doing. They started going 20, what we call 20 formation, with three wide receivers, two backs in the backfield mm-hmm. to help pick up, to help do, uh, do a better job of protecting uh, Joe Burrow. But I do believe they've given him as much help as they possibly can in the situation. That doesn't mean that you don't continue to try to address it mm-hmm. because he is he's the money. And when you got a lot of money, Skip, what you have? You have a lot of guards to guard the money. So maybe you get a hey, you keep trying to improve. But I do believe, Skip, that they've tried to address the issue. It just hadn't gone according to plan. Okay. I hear what you're saying. But now we've seen back-to-back years in which Joe Burrow has spent most of the regular season running for his life or ducking for his life. Mm-hmm. 
once again in the postseason. He's been sacked up to this point, and they're obviously out now 10 times, and that's going to end up leading the whole postseason because I don't think Patrick Mahomes is going to get sacked seven times in the Super Bowl. <laughs> I could be wrong yeah. about that, but I doubt it. Right. As, as monstrous as Hassan Reddick was right. the other day, I, I just don't think. Okay, so what what did they do in free agency? They went out and got my ex guy Lyle Collins, but he was a cheap bargain on, right. the, on the open market because he had gotten cut by Dallas, and but Dallas thought believe, he was on his last you, legs. Do you believe Lyle Collins was better than the guy they had in that position last year? He didn't grade better than okay. the guy last year, but th- they gave him five million guaranteed in a three year deal, so it was a pretty cheap buy for right. them. They did spend a little bit more money on Ted Karras, ex of the Patriots, as you recall, mm-hmm. at, at, to play center. They, they gave him $5 million guarantees. It's still pretty much bargain basement. They spent some money on Alex Kappa, who was the, the worst of, of Tampa Bay's five linemen, but he's pretty good. And he was I, – I would go so far as to call him a premium free agent. Right. And they had to give him a little bit. They gave him $11 million guaranteed over a four-year $35 million right. deal. That's that's middle of the road right. free agent. So that was pretty pretty good. Skip, let me tell you how free yeah. for people don't know at home. Free agency is not about being good. It's about being free. Yeah. Guess what? You on the open market and thirty two teams can bid for your services. Yeah. So good. It's also right place, right time. <laughs> right. Who, who desperately needs to overpay yeah. for you, right? Zay, uh, Zach Martin and Trent Williams and Lane Johnson ain't gonna be no, free. No, you got it. <coughs> Okay, so Lyle wasn't very good this year. He graded out 157th before he got hurt. Of, oh. of all the offensive linemen, right. pro football focus graded him 157th. That's not very good. No. Ted Karras was a little better at 98th, and Alex Kappa was a little bit better at 76th overall, but it's not very good because it's about to add up to the second-worst pass blocking in, in the whole league for, for the whole year. So Jonah Williams, who I have respect for, maybe they tried him at left tackle, maybe he belongs at right. Yeah, but they yeah. tried him, and he graded out 131st. Well, it's it's pretty horrible, and he allowed 12 sacks this the year, most. which is, is the most. It's terrible. And then that Volson kid they drafted in the fourth round, they played him most of the year. He graded 115th. I'm just telling you, we're, we're barely getting it. Everybody's around 100 on right. the average overall in grading. That Adeniji who played in the yeah. – the Super Bowl graded poorly on, on the, excuse me, the AFC championship, championship yeah, yeah. game. He gave up the sack at he the did. end to Chris Jones. He gave up the sack and got just absolutely <laughs> annihilated <laughs> off the edge because he wasn't ready for Chris Jones to line up over there. You're right. And here he came. So they did have three picks before they took the, the kid, Volson. Volson, in the fourth round. They had number 31 overall, number 60, and number 95, and they did not use them on offensive linemen. This article, I think it was The Ringer, points out that these are some of the linemen that went later. And again, this is an inexact science, but but you've got to know what you're doing because the Seahawks took Abraham Lucas, who graded much better than any of these, these, all all five across graded. And then the Colts took uh, Bernard Raymond. He graded better. And then Dylan Parham made first-team all-rookie. And Braxton Jones was also a first-team all-rookie. Who went to the Bears? So they were down there, but they were diamonds in the rough, and you right. had to go find the diamonds. There are four down there that they could have had over Volson, who graded much better than Volson. But who's to say they would have graded that same in Cincinnati? We don't know how the know. offensive line. Skip, I mean, the thing that the Broncos, when I was there, Skip, what they could do, an offensive lineman that was cast off somewhere else, he come, Alex Gibbs, get him, and guess what? We took a mark for the ref that the ref gets said, nah, you can't play anymore. We the only one, everybody else failed him on the physical. Yep. Mike, that you can play. Yeah. 
Oh, we took a Tommy Naylor with a sixth or seventh round draft pick at center, and he makes five Pro Bowls. I I used to say that about Bill Callahan for a while. And then going back to my days in Dallas, Hudson Halk. I don't know if you remember Hudson. Yeah, I do remember. Hud, he he was was a star at at making offensive line. So, thank you. That plays a very prominent role. The offensive line coach working with the guys because there are five individuals, but you got to get them to work as one. Yep. I do feel sorry for Joe Burrow because I thought the the essence of the game the other day in Kansas City was, the other evening, was that Patrick Mahomes got mostly protected yeah. and Joe Burrow mostly did not. Right. And it just, it, it, it's like the essence of your sport. It comes down to, does the quarterback have time or not? It's simple. Did Dak Prescott have time at Tampa? Yes, yes. he did. Did he have less time at San Francisco? Yes, he did. Right. Still had enough time at San Francisco, yeah. but that's, we'll you get to that over, in a few right. minutes. Okay. But the point is, Joe Burrow, I think, is the best quarterback. You think it's Mahomes, but it, it's hard to even evaluate Joe Burrow because he, he's not the quickest guy, although when he takes off, he can right. run. But, but again, he, he's not got dancing feet in the pocket where he can just create lanes. And it, he, he's pretty good, but he's not great at that. And I, I would just love to see him. Okay. Patrick's line this year, Patrick Mahomes' line, graded number one by Pro Football Focus in pass, block, win, rate. Well, it helps over the duration of the season because he's going to have more time. And if you give that kid time, he is going to score on you because he's going to find somebody open, especially if he rolls out and you give him time also. Right. Well, I would love to see Joe Burrow go through a season where he had a top five pass block line. It, you might be surprised at what might start happening. Well, you know, top five pass off his line costs money. It does. It's just, so, okay. so somebody going to get shortchanged. So you're going to shortchange Joe Burrow, Jamar yeah. Chase. So who's going to get shortchanged? It's up to somebody <laughs> at the top, Mike Brown, to, to have the wherewithal, both financially and wisdom-wise, to put it together correctly where you spend the right amounts at the right, right. positions. Because you've got a quarterback, and he, he fell right into Skip, your, you got to get wow. a little lucky to do that. Yep. Because you did – okay, Skip, look at the Cowboys. They got this great offensive line, and then Dak, a rookie, falls right into the lap. So you got yeah. a rookie, you got a quarterback on a rookie contract. Yep. You got these high dollar offensive linemen. You got Witten making big money. You got Dez Bryant. So it kind of falls in your lap. And, and you know what else fell into your lap that I'm starting to see more and more? And I think you first guessed this, but Zeke fell in your yes. lap at the same time because Dak fell out of the fourth round, but Zeke fell out of the top of the draft. Right. And he dominated the league for the first three years. Yes. And then that was about the end of that. Right. But, but he led the league in rushing yards per game yes. for three straight years. And it was in part because of the line. Yes. So you had all those linemen in there at the at, at the, the front. At the apex. Yes, yeah, you got, Ty, you got Tyron Smith, you got Frederick, yep. and you got Zach Martin. Ugh. Skip the guy, and the guys look all pro and going to the Pro Bowl every single year. Zeke ran wild as a rookie. I, I, I was, I'm scanning something. I was bouncing around on the internet, and I saw somebody put together a tape of some of rookie of Zeke's rookie oh, runs, was- and I'm like. Who is that guy? Yeah, he might have been the best back in football as, in, in, as, as a rookie. As a rookie. And that doesn't happen very often. No, but was he not the best back in college football oh, yeah. at the Ohio State, especially his second to last year? Yeah. It would have been his sophomore, sophomore year, year when he just, remember, he started with the Big Ten championship yep. game against Wisconsin and then Alabama and then oh. Oregon. God. Mm-hmm. I mean, he was unstoppable. Well, he went Ohio State yeah. Big Ten Championship. Because yeah. yeah. he had like four yeah. games. He had damn near 1,000 yeah. yards in no, four games. No, he did. So the, the point was, 
it, it all clicked at the right place at the right time. And for Joe Burrow, it hasn't clicked yet. They do have a good running game because yeah. they got two really good ex-Oklahoma backs. Yes. I get that. And, and they do have a trio of receivers yes. who are really good. I'm not sure about the tight end. I think he's – I think he's, he's okay. He's just he, okay. He's, yeah, he's like, he, yeah. he ain't Kelsey. No, no. He ain't Kittle or Waller no. or any of those, uh, Mark Andrews. No, but listen. But he's serviceable. Joe Burrow has to be sitting somewhere licking his wounds right now because he takes a lot of shots. Yeah. He knows how to get down, and he will fold up and, yeah, and duck and cover yeah. pretty quickly, as he did the other day, or dirt ball it, as he did several times. But he takes a beating. He had the bad knee injury his second first year. year. First year. First year. That's right. First year. So – if you just look at his body of work in a, in a very short time, he's shown you he's at least a top five quarterback. Yeah. Oh, absolutely. And, and yet he's not yet been protected like Brady has been protected right. or this year Mahomes. And what did you tell me about the Super Bowl that Mahomes lost to Brady? It was just about his protection, yeah. right? Yeah. And their offensive line was, was kind of like Cincinnati's. Mm-hmm. It had been average at best, and injured. Right. By the time they got to the Super Bowl, and now you play, are you playing all your backups. Okay. And we didn't notice this, Skip, yeah. because remember against Buffalo, they did a great job of pitching the shutout against Buffalo. And it's like, well, wow, where had this offensive line been? And then he gets sacked three plays in a row in the first, I think, yeah. the first quarter. Yep, he did. And now they had to, they had to go, they're like, okay, we got to yeah. go to 20 protection. We, we got to go to something else. <laughs> yeah. Okay, I'm going to say it again about Buffalo, and we agree on this point. Von Miller is all-world as a game-changer in big yes. games. Mm-hmm. And listen, he's a Hall of Famer. Yeah. I don't know how you feel, yeah, but, but isn't he just like – to me, he's, he's proven to be a first-ballot Hall yes. of Famer because wherever he goes, great things happen. And you can't tell me he didn't change life for the Rams a year ago. Yeah, he absolutely did. It's, it's incredible. So if you take him out of the equation at Buffalo, I think they, they start to look ordinary, and they were blockable, at least on that day – when Cincinnati visited. Right. I, okay. I agree. But I, I think the thing is, Skip, you got to look, you got to evaluate it, okay? Is it more important for us to get big plays in the passing game by going five step drops and going scat protection? Or do we shorten some of these routes and not, uh, don't, don't go all of this scat protection? You got, it's got to be a trade off, yeah. Skip. Yeah. Because they want big plays. You see what Brady does. Brady does shore fishing. Let's get these jailbreak screen because I, hey, my offensive line can't protect. Yeah. Quarterback can't get hit. Yeah. And so you're going to have to adjust accordingly. Hey, Chris Jones is a monster. He is. And, and he just seems to get a little better each game that I see in big games. And he said he was recommitted after last year when he felt like he came up small yes. in their AFC championship yeah. game. And he wanted this bad. Skip, he had to take it up. And I said, Skip, in order for them to win, this was the best game their defense played given what they were going against. Agreed. Chris Jones, that defensive line, took the game over. Frank Clark. Uh, Dunlap uh, uh, and Nandy, mm-hmm. uh, uh, Chris Jones, yep. they had to win this game. They did. And do you start, you lose Sneed. You lose Gay. Yep. You lose three offensive guys. Yeah. Chris Jones says, I got this. I got this. I even, got even this. Even that kid they drafted out of Purdue, that Kerfoff. Oh, Kerfoff. Yeah, yeah. Kalopis. Kalopis. I'll get it right. But, <laughs> but, but he had a sack. Exactly. Okay? So they're coming from everywhere. And it gives them some hope and chance against Jalen and company, but they're going to have to stop the run first. Chris Jones wanted to be like, hey, y'all always yep. mention Aaron Donald. If you want to be hey. mentioning that breath, hey. that's the type of games you got. The type of game that you had in that game, now do this in the Super Bowl. Yeah. And I guarantee you they'll put you in the same. No, I agree. But but he's more like Aaron Donald than Von Miller because yeah. Von mostly comes more off right, the edge. Right. But, but this guy. Poof. But you see what they did, Skip? 
they started moving him up and down the line of scrimmage. They yep. put him at the left end. They yep. put him at the right end. They put him at the three. They put him at the yeah. nose. They, Smart. All he's doing is turning door handles. Yep. Which one of y'all go open first? He said, okay, this right tackle, or oh, I can get him. Yep. I'm going to turn him to the handle. He's going to open up for Well, him. he didn't even turn the handle. He just <laughs> ran right through the door. It was shut, and he just, he just caved it in. He got on his off field arms, Kevin. Yeah. He just. That was it. Game over. <laughs> that ended the game. I did. It's going to be an epic Super Bowl Ooh. showdown. And, guys, you know the Bengals are going to be hungry next season yep. after coming so close two years in a row. Ooh. Patrick Mahomes, gentlemen, he is making his third Super Bowl in just five seasons as a starter. He's expected to win his second regular season MVP next week and could also win his second Super Bowl MVP. Mahomes just might be the first player since 99 to win the regular season MVP and Super Bowl MVP in the same year. If that happens, Shannon, can you see Mahomes taking over the title of GOAT? Skip, I don't know if he'll be the GOAT because of Super Bowls or MVPs. I don't know if he can get, but that's not necessarily the, the, the measuring stick that we use because Jordan nor LeBron mm-hmm. has the most Super has the most MVPs or uh, uh, championships. Yep. And they're thought of in many circles as being the first and second best player or second and first best, however you want to rate, in the in, in NBA history. Yep. And so when you look at where Patrick Mahomes is through five seasons, 192 touchdowns, 49 interceptions, over 24,000 yards, 64 and 16. Look at Brady through the same 80 games, Skip, 123 touchdowns. So he's 69 touchdowns in front of him. Yeah. He has, what, 17 fewer interceptions and 6,000 more passing yards. Mm-hmm. Theoretically, he's averaging about 38 and a half touchdowns per season. Yep. In another three seasons, Skip, he's going to be well, well over 300 at nine years into the league. He's only, this is, Skip, this is only five seasons mm-hmm. as a starter. Yep. Same Brady five years because Brady didn't start his rookie year That's either. True. So, Skip, I, I think when it's all said and done, I don't really think we can have this argument until year 15. But we're going to be able to have a really, really healthy discussion if he were to get to the if he were to win this Super Bowl and win another MVP. Because now, Skip, you're talking about six seasons in, yep. two regular season MVPs, two uh, 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 Super Bowl MVPs. Because mm-hmm. I don't think anybody, I don't think anybody other than him can win it for for the uh, uh, for the uh, Chiefs. Yeah, I think we're gonna have that now. He's gonna have to win this Super Bowl here, Skip, to really, really give this thing some legs and have the discussion. Because Brady won the Super Bowl, but Brady wasn't putting up the numbers in the regular season like this kid is. No, but he had that. He's like now because I got two, three Super Bowls, two MVPs. Now I can start putting up numbers, which he did. Yeah, and people like, well, damn, Brady got three MVPs. He got three Super Bowls, two MVPs, and then he won that uh, uh, that uh, regular season MVP. Yep. But, Skip, you know, he went down near a decade and didn't win another Super Bowl. After he, after he won that one and beat the Eagles, yep. he had that long stretch before he finally broke through and beat Seattle again. He did. And then he won, he won, four, he won. He, he won, four, he won four, like, seven, eight years. Yep. So I think you, you can't really have this discussion. I think Mahomes is really going to have to win this one because I think it's a foregone conclusion that we all agree he's going to win his second regular season MVP. If he can break through and win the Super Bowl and get two for two mm-hmm. with two, you know, two Super Bowl victories, two MVPs, two regular season MVPs, Skip, I think we're going to have to like, okay, we're going to really have to monitor this kid. And then averaging what he averages as far as touchdown-wise, Skip, he could be at 320 touchdowns in year nine. Yep. So we're going to have to have a conversation, but I, I don't know if we can really, really, truly have the conversation unless he wins this Super Bowl here. Mm. For Mahomes' sake, 
I hate it we're even having this conversation <laughs> because it's not fair to him. Mm-hmm. It's like I, I think of one of my favorite lines from Talladega Nights. I don't think you know it, but don't put that evil on me, Ricky <laughs> yeah, Bobby. Don't yeah. put that evil on me. <laughs> well, well I, I don't want to put this evil on Patrick Mahomes because the ability Brady has had just to endure, yes. just to last, just to just to project out so far that, that it's hard to reach the projection it is. because the projection boggles your brain. Mm-hmm. If you start thinking about, okay, so Patrick's played six seasons now, mm-hmm. and he's 10-3 and three in the postseason. That's really good. Tied with Brady at the same yeah, age. same age, okay? One-on-one in Super Bowls. Pretty good. Right. Pretty good start. But I, I could call it a great start. Right. Except I'm looking at what the other guy did. He's 35 and 13 overall as Tom Brady in the postseason, but he's played 21 years as right. a start. I'm just doing his starting. Start, yeah, 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 yeah. 21 yeah. starting year, the healthy years. Right. 21. He's seven and three in Super Bowl. So he's played in 10 and he's won seven. Patrick won and one. Right. Okay, so he's played in two and won one. Well, it's so far out there. Yeah, Does I don't know. Have, I don't know, Skip, if Super Bowls is going to how you going to be able to measure no. his total because I don't know if anybody's going to play in that many no. Super Bowls again. It's kind of like those yeah. old Yankees, Skip. You remember they won ten World Series in like 12, 14 years. You're never going to see that again. Some things you're just not going to see, like the Canadians or, or the Wet Red Wings were winning no, all those things. You're not going to see that. You're not going to see it. It's it's just too far out there. The guys it's, are too good now. Skip. Look and, at the quarterback that's in the AFC. Yeah, it's hard, man. You talk about Burrow. You like you like Burrow better than Mahomes as it is. And you got Herbert. You got Lamar. You got Watson. You got uh, Lawrence. You got Tua. Josh that, Allen. Josh Allen. That's just in the AFC. The AFC is more dominant than the NFC right now because there's. If I'm Brady or, or Rogers, I ain't going anywhere near the AFC. Mm. I'm staying my butt in the AF, NFC. Okay. <laughs> That's where I'm staying. Man, I I just look at at the longevity of it, and and the other thing is. I don't think Brady's done yet. Right. Maybe some people do, but I don't. Is he capable of winning another Super Bowl? I think he's capable, but you got to you got to be the right, right it's place, gotta, right It's got to be perfect. Yes, and absolutely. And he's got to be surrounded with all the right components. Right. And the team has to stay healthy, right. which is always the ultimate issue. Another key for Mahomes: How much longer is Andy? Because remember, okay. he, had Brady, he had Brady. He had he uh, had uh, Coach Belichick for twenty. If Patrick Mahomes is going to have Andy for 20, I don't know if that's going to be the case, Skip, but if he can have him for another five. Okay. So it surprised me because I looked up Andy's age before the show, and I thought he was a little older than this, but he's 64, which, again, it's it's not that old given. Yeah. So theoretically, he he could another 10 at least. He could go another 10. His spirit is useful to me. Like his excitement level, his enthusiasm, he, he still has a little bit of big kid in it. Oh, he does. Because he loves his crazy formations and all of his red zone gimmicks. They, they make it fun. They keep him young yeah. by suggesting things. Hey, what if we did this, Coach? He like he thinks about it. And, Skip, remember they, they, they brought him out of his, for his birthday. They brought him out of a cheeseburger <laughs> and a present. Yeah. He loved, he loved, he's like, where am I going to get this? Yeah, I got grandkids, but they's my kid. They keep me young. Yep. So that's the key. How much longer is he going to have Andy? Can he have Andy for another five to ten? Because if you look at these numbers, another five to ten, and he's throwing 34, it's he's going to be well, well on his way as far as touchdowns. I don't know if Super Bowls, 
Regular season MVPs, I believe he'll win another two, another one, two of those, so he can theoretically get to three or four. Yep. But I don't, Skip. I don't see anybody, not in my lifetime, getting to ten Super Bowls. I don't you, either. You don't. I just don't. People don't really, having played fourteen years. I went to three, so that's basically one every five years. Mm-hmm. This man going to every one, two point three years. Do you realize some guys play years and years they never go? And to win seven out of yes. ten, it's hard, man. Yes. Because ask Jim Kelly how hard it is. Yes. You go to four it, and you, you don't, it don't win. It don't win okay. any. All right. So John was 0-3 before he won the last before two. Before he won the last two, and I thought he should have gone on, but he was correct. He said, no, I, the, I my fire has gone out. Done. I, I got to stop because mm-hmm. you guys could have won three in a row if he had come back for one more year. But maybe you couldn't have because but, maybe he wasn't the there. Injury gods, I mean, yeah. those, those years start adding up. TD got hurt. Yep. Okay. So the most astonishing achievement of Mahomes and Andy Reid and the Chiefs is they've played five straight home AFC championship games. Well, you just mentioned all those quarterbacks. Well, they were all baby quarterbacks, but five in a row at home? I think Brady has the record. I think Brady's played in seven uh, of his ten that that he's gone into the Super Bowl. We're at home. We're at home, and they they played in eight straight AFC championship games in New England, but they weren't all at at home. home. Right. Okay, but five in a row at Arrowhead? Mm -hmm. And you cashed three out of the five. Right. So you're three and two, and you got beat in overtime right. by Brady and in overtime right. by Joe Burrow. Well, there's no shame in right. that. So think right. about it. Theoretically, the man could have gone to five Super Bowls in his first yeah. five years of starting. He, he, that, that's how, it, that's, was, it was within an overtime right. of doing that. And what did it's Peyton, within a coin flip and a Joe Burrow. Yeah. That's what happened. Peyton yeah. Manning said it. It's like, thanks to Olivia and Archie Manning, Tom Brady is not 10-0 in Super Bowl. <laughs> Well, because true. I kept him from three, and Eli beat him in two. I know. That is true. <laughs> so, yeah, I mean. And I, I, still, I still have no idea how Eli beat him <laughs> twice, but he did. Yeah. And it's hard to fathom. We could debate that all day. But, but I, it, it feels like Brady wants to go someplace. I don't know whether it's going to be Las Vegas. I, there's still speculation that he would. Go back to, to, to Tampa? To, well, maybe Tampa, but San Francisco is now, you know, Brock Purdy. I guess he needs surgery. Yeah. That's a Tommy John injury. Right. And, and they're talking about six months. Six months to do what? He ain't no. throwing anytime. He ain't throwing right after that six months. So, no. I mean, Trey Lance just had another surgery to correct something that was going on in the ankle. In his ankle. So he is iffy for the start of yeah. camp. And, yeah. and it, I'm pretty sure Jimmy G's gone on to greener pastures. Yeah, yeah, Jimmy right? G said, I'm, hey, I'm, okay. I'm done with the backup. Right, right. okay. And Brady has wanted twice before to go home and finish the storybook story in right. San Francisco where he grew right. up and obviously was a 49er fan. I just don't think the Shanahan's want to cede that kind of control to let Brady take over the whole offense. Maybe he's at a point coming off 8 and 10 where he'd come with helmet in hand and <laughs> yeah. say, whatever you guys say, right. I'll do it. Because, that, Skip, I mean, knowing Kyle, he can come up with a system because think about how – they get the ball in Debo and Ayuk's and yep. Jennings and all these guys' hand. A lot of it, you know, they do a lot of screen stuff, screen behind and Kip, Christian McCaffrey running the football. Yep. It might not be a, a bad spot. Okay, it might not be. And but I, I don't know how much money you can get. No, I, I don't think money would be the issue at all. But I watched what Kyle and Mike did with Robert Griffin III. They went down to Baylor and studied what he was best at in that offense. Yes. And they remolded everything yep. on the fly. They they completely tailored it to Robert. And all he did was win offensive rookie of the year, and they won the division with him as a rookie quarterback. Well, if, if Brady has anything left in the tank, 
He got to the NFC Championship game with Brock Purdy. He did. I damn sure think he can get that lead that far with Tom Brady. I, I if Tom agree. has anything, if he's not, if he has any gas in the tank other than fumes, yeah. I believe you can get at least that far. Okay. It, it's it's an honor to Patrick Mahomes that we're even having this conversation yeah. at this point because this is a mountain to climb. But Th- they, this is Mount Everest. That just goes to show you how good that he's the only guy that's in the discussion. Yeah, he, he is in the discussion. <laughs> and, again, on the arc, yeah. if he can stay on the arc, you got a shot. Well, Skip, if, if this is the discussion, he at the very beginning of the discussion. He ain't nowhere near the middle yeah, of the discussion. Yeah. And, and, again, to your point, statistically, he's got a real shot. Oh, yeah, 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 yeah. yeah. But when you get to that final number, seven and three in yeah. Super Bowl, what yeah, are the it, odds? It, it's, it's, it's thousands to one. Not gonna play in forty-seven playoff games. That's three years of playoff games. Do other people, people, do you understand? That's three years of playoff game. Now they they added an extra game, yeah. but when the the season was sixteen games, it's gonna be like thirty-five with thirty-five and twelve, thirty-five and thirteen. 13 so it's forty-eight. That's what. That's three years. Forty-eight playoff games. Yes, it's ridiculous. That's three full seasons. Right. So that man has played. So really, he's played like twenty-six seasons. Okay. Well, <laughs> when you average the play, when you had the playoffs. Okay, but congratulations, Patrick. We just included you barely in this discussion. Yes, that will last your neck. Can you last? He's played what six? Six. Can, can he last? Well, he played five because he you know he get no, no damage did that first year. Skip. He like Brady. That's so, true. Uh, that's true. It's a fifth year starter. Yeah. Okay. So we had we did the same thing. Uh, Brady six years. It basically, yeah. is 80 games. I mean, can Patrick go 15 more years? Would, would, does he have it in him? Will his his pilot light stay lit for 15 more years? I think it will, yeah. I, but I'm going to look at the, the next 10 because I'm, I'm assuming that Andy could – I don't know if Andy can last 15. I don't know if Andy going to be coaching until he's 79. But I do – I mean, <laughs> Coach Belichick is what, 73, 74? Yeah, 73, I believe. 72, 73. Yeah. Yeah. So okay. I, I believe he can – I believe he can go another 8 to 10 years Whew. with Andy. Good luck. That is a scary proposition for everybody in the AFC, guys, that's for sure. All right. Let's talk a little hoops, gentlemen. Did LeBron go too far protesting that non-call the other night? Let's dive into that when we come back. This episode is sponsored by BetterHelp because your mental well-being matters. A lot of us spend our lives wishing we had more time. The question is, time for what? If time was unlimited, how would you use it? The best way to squeeze that special thing into your schedule is to know what's important to you and make it a priority. Therapy can help you find what matters to you so you can do more of it. Unlock the power of therapy with BetterHelp and witness the transformative benefits it brings to your life, from gaining valuable insights into your thought patterns to building resilience in the face of challenges. Therapy empowers you to navigate life's twists with confidence. BetterHelp offers a convenient online platform. It's designed to be flexible, fitting seamlessly into your schedule. With a simple questionnaire, get matched with a licensed therapist and switch therapists at no extra cost. Learn to make time for what makes you happy with BetterHelp. Visit BetterHelp.com slash UndisputedPod today to get 10% off your first month. That's BetterHelp, H-E-L-P dot com slash UndisputedPod. Your mental health journey begins here. All right, former nine-year 
NBA player Chandler Parsons, he's weighing in on LeBron's reaction to not getting that foul call at the end of the Lakers' loss to the Celtics on Friday. Parsons said, quote, I can watch my French bulldog get run over by the mailman right now, and I wouldn't react like that. That was one of the craziest reactions. Ooh, there's an analogy. Shannon, what's your take on this? The analogy tells me everything I need to know. <laughs> Anybody that has a pet, you know yes. what it's like if you lose said pet. Can you imagine losing said pet and the horrible management which he described? Especially if you witnessed it. Skip, I don't know if you've ever I've had, I've had dogs for the last 30 years, grew up with dogs. And every time I have to put one down, a part of me dies along with said dog. Totally. And my sister said, well, Shannon, why do you keep putting yourself through that? I said, Libby, because the love that I get from these dogs is, is worth more than the pain of losing them. That is correct. For him to say that, that and he went to that analogy. Because you know why, Chandler? Because you never invested in your career like LeBron James did. Mm -hmm. Anytime, the more you invest in something, the more it hurts when it doesn't go your way. I guarantee you, and I've been on both sides of this equation, when you've invested into a relationship and that relationship ends, it breaks your damn heart. Mm -hmm. When you're not invested and say, well, I'm leaving, okay, bye. <laughs> what took you so long? That's why Chandler Parson can feel this way. He, he was on All the Smoke, the podcast with, uh, uh, with Stax and, and Matt Barnes, mm -hmm. talking about how he gave an Oscar-worthy performance. Because he signed with one team because they didn't give him the physical and he knew his knee was shot as opposed to the other team that wanted to give him a physical. Because they showed him what it was about for him. It's just about the money. LeBron James, is, LeBron James is a billionaire. By the way, Chandler Parsons made $127 million yeah, playing and, basketball. And he had a, 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 a $12 million game. But that's neither here nor there. <laughs> well, he didn't make an all-star team. He averaged 13 points a game. Kudos, Go ahead. Kudos to him. Yeah. But when you invest, like, the more you invest in something, you see how Tom Brady, you see how the guys, when they invest heavily in something, Skip, yep. mm -hmm. man, it breaks, it, it breaks your heart when things don't go to your way, when you spend so much time in the offseason. And that's what people see. They just see you throw the touchdown or catch the touchdown or make the shot, the dunk or whatever. Yep. But do you know what goes into what you just saw? Think about the hours. Dr. Elitrosh, all the, well, he had surgery, Dr. Elitrosh. Do you know the years and years of meticulous training that this man had undertaken to be able to do that, to get you back to the point that you can get back out there and do what you did? Yep. LeBron James said, do y'all understand mm -hmm. what it takes for me in year 20 to get my body to do this, the investment that I have to make, the, the hours that I'm away from my family? Yep. Unless you've invested like that, you will never, ever know what it's like. Yeah. And for Chandler Parson to be so cavalier, well, but like I said, I don't even know what, I'm like, you know what? It's like, it seems to me, Skip, he's like, what kind of analogy that I can say that the, oh, the reaction that LeBron James had, so he thought about this, Skip, this was some plot and planning. That's not something that just comes to the front of your head and says, you know what? I can watch my friends. Think about it. He got specific. A dog, a specific type of dog that he had. Yeah. So he had to think about this. Yeah. Man, look, that's his opinion. He might think LeBron overreacted, and I'm not, I'm sure he's not the only one. But I think LeBron acted like a lot of people when you fighting, scratching, and clawing. Mm -hmm. And this is the best, this was a team that has the best record in the in the mm -hmm. uh, Eastern Conference. And that's twice we've had him on the rope. Mm -hmm. And we've let him off the hook. And this time was a blatant file. Mm -hmm. File. Yep. The official looking at it right there, and there's one, the crew chief is behind him. Mm -hmm. And here's the thing if you go back and look at it, the crew chief knew he blew it because he went and put his hand on LeBron. Mm -hmm. Yep. He I got knew it. he blew it. Okay. 
All right, I got a whole lot to say here because there are two sides to this coin. Yeah. The first is the pet side, and I knew you were going to go here because yeah. I, I'm with you. I second all your emotions. I've had dogs my whole life. Yes. I've had two get run over, and I don't want to start or I'll start crying over those. Tell and, me about and it. And I had one previous to the one that we have right now, uh, Blue Healer Australian Shepherd okay. mix named Dusty, and I, rest in peace, girl, because she was – she owned my heart, and I didn't want this one, and I told Ernestine, this is your dog. This yeah. is, she said, I want a dog. Uh, okay, it's your dog. You, you care for it. Pee, poop, you do all the, you know, you yeah. clean up, you, you do the whole thing. I, I don't want any part of this because I'm going to steal myself against this dog, and now she's stolen my heart. Right. That's Hazel. your dog. That's it lasted all for like two days. It was Ernestine. It all for you, two you days. You could ask Ernestine right now, and she'd say, uh... She's your dog. <laughs> okay, because that's where my heart is. That's where your heart is. Yeah, of course. Okay, so we can't relate to this analogy because he doesn't get it. Right. Okay, but this isn't about Chandler Parsons. He, he makes a point about LeBron. It was an all-time reaction, and it was operating on very deep levels that you hit on for LeBron because a lot was operating there. He can be drama king. He can go melodrama. This was historic histrionics, like, like we've never seen. I've never seen a reaction like that, but there was reason for all of the above. Exactly. Okay, so what has been LeBron's sort of Achilles feel? Well, how do you close games? Like even this year's Lakers, right. do you realize they lead the league in one-possession games. They've played 11 one-possession Yes. And I've been pounding the table over here saying, LeBron, just attack the rim. You're still the greatest driver of the basketball in the sport to this day. And at age 38 and year 20, nobody can keep you from the rim. Nope. But we've seen again and again he's going to pull up in part because he says, well, I'm not going to get the call anyway. So right. I'm going to pull up and I'm going to shoot a shot. I'm, I'm saying that's not your forte. But your Achilles feel has been, how do I do this? What do I do? And and. Listen, I, I tweeted this. I was proud of him because, for once, he had no doubt about this right. one. There was no hesitation. Nope. He put his head down, and he blew past Malcolm Brogdon like he was a statue, yep. like he was the Paul Revere statue in Boston. He blew right by him. He goes right up, and he's ambidextrous, so he's going to shoot a left-handed layup, and he's going to make it off yes. the glass. Oh, yeah. he, he's just going to lay yeah. it in, and the game's going to game be over. over. And Jason Tatum did what the the scouting report said. Just just foul him. Just you, you got to hack him. So yeah. he hacks him hard. He hacks him so hard. LeBron can't get the ball up to the rim. Make him call it. Okay, make him. They, <laughs> make him call they it. didn't. So LeBron's mixed emotions are. I finally did it. I did what everybody said. Right. Just do it. Just drive it. And you're probably going to have to go stand there by yourself. And, and you've, you've had some issues with late-game free-throw shooting over time because the, the stat is in the time that he's been in this league, it's, it's, he's missed 17 of these over time. Mm -hmm. And these don't come up. They don't rear their ugly head very often. But he's, 17 times he's missed late and close free-throws, which is uh, eight more than J.R. Smith, who's now long gone, obviously, right. has missed over the same period of time because it, these things don't happen very often. So I was excited for him, and, and I'm sure there was a, a touch of dread going on in him, like, I got to go do this, I got to go do this. But he's been shooting his free throws at a high clip. Yes. He's got a new routine that is a joy to watch right. for once because we're not doing all this, I'm going to step back and step up, and I'm going to take four dribbles, and then I'm going to do this. And I'm gonna, he's changed his routine a thousand times, but now he's got a simple routine right. 
this this very it's just one quick deep breath boom one dribble and just let it go yep. let it go and he, yep. he's shooting them purely now yes so the odds are what you don't want to do is if you have you got two to make one to win the game right you don't want to miss the first one because now it's hard yes man. that's a, that's a hard one but i believe i told you yesterday i'd give him a 70 percent chance of making the first one and we'd be having a whole different conversation right, right now because he, he would have pulled that off. Right. I've been saying, close some games, right. LeBron. Well, that's a close. That, that's a slam the door. Skip, you know, you could tell that he had made his mind up he was going to the basket because there was no hesitation. He got that ball. Right. Because sometimes it's like, should I do right. this or should I? Should, maybe I dribble over here for a second right. and think, am I going to step back on right. you or am I going to attack right. you? No. No. He got the ball and, and took and, off. And, and what were the results? That they were overpowering. He did it. He had, and it's a, they're not as good a defensive team as they were last year right. under the previous coach, but that's a whole nother issue. But they're still a very good defensive team. They didn't have their shot blocker the other Robert night, and they didn't have Marcus uh, Smart, who was street close. But, but still, Brogdon's a good defender. Yeah. Jason Tatum's a very good defender, and he's about as tall and long as LeBron yeah. is. Yeah. And so he just goes up and hacks him, and, and uh, LeBron's emotions spill over because it is L.A. Boston to right. start with. Yes. And you let him off the hook. Last LA. time it, yep, you let crib. him off the hook, okay? <laughs> and you did what everybody's been saying. Just do this, LeBron, because this yes. is what you're greatest at. Yes. And, and you got robbed. You, you got it snatched right out from under you, and he goes berserk. He, he just goes, I've never seen a reaction like that. Well, if Chandler Parsons would look deeper at level, level, level two, three, four, and five, you'd say, oh, okay, that's what was going on exactly. here. Because there was a whole lot going on. Right. So, <laughs> and, and it was amazing to me, and I, I didn't love Darvin Ham saying this, but he said last night in the first half, they had a hangover from what happened at Boston. Right. Well, I didn't want to hear him acknowledge it because I don't want, y- y- your team shouldn't have an excuse. Put that, put that in, in right? their minds. Yeah. But, but I do think it, it, it wrecked the whole team's psyche. Right. And then Pat Bev was grabbing the camera and going out there, which I didn't love. But you <laughs> said, well, that's, that's how everybody was feeling. Right. Just look, look at the right. tape of it, right? right? And the referee union acknowledges right. publicly. Good look. Skip, it's a bad look because you got one referee looking right at it in the steel shot. He's looking right at it. He sees what everybody else sees. And he has the whistle. He has the ability to make a call, and he freezes I, I, in the moment. I, I don't know why. Is it just freezing? He had to, Skip. Is it? Boston Garden? Is it the Boston <laughs> crowd? Are you intimidated? Or you, do you, but it's LeBron James. Exactly. You but would, now we get back to the Shaq syndrome, and it, it does operate with LeBron. And I don't know why. I, they, they just, I, I think in the back of their minds, they think he, he's frankly just bigger and stronger than right. just about anybody he's playing against. So if they foul him, it's like all they got. It's, it's the only way to, to make it a level well, skill, playing field. I think now they should it balance it out. Well, he yeah. is in your 20. Yeah. He's not as strong as he once was. was no, so you, although, know you know what? I question. I, he looks just as strong <laughs> as ever he to me. Seriously. He, he can still dislodge people. Yeah. When he gets going downhill. Yeah. And, and I got to tell you, his explosion rate, it's, yeah. it's still up there. Right. Where, where, when he accelerates, I don't know. The, well, I, I talked to someone that's, that's plugged into the NBA, and he said, he said Shannon, he could play for three or four more years like this. He said because the NBA has so much space, there is no hand checking. Mm-hmm. So you let him get ahead of steam, and he's coming downhill, or you let him out on the brakes. Hey, it's truly unstoppable. What, yeah, what, That's what I, I say. I stopping. And, and I say, do more of that, and you say, well, he takes such a beating. After, after yeah. a while, you can't take too much right. of a beating. And you say, look at the dunks that he's doing. Yeah. He's doing dunks in year 20. You're not supposed to be doing no. 
Oh, the I one Schroeder threw him and he rocked it he behind did. his head. No, he the did. one he caught with Russ out of it. You're yeah. not supposed to do that in your 20s. Okay. He can't defend at the level. No, 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 no. Maybe no, he doesn't no. want to defend at no. the level. Like it takes too much out of him. It's going to take. Skip, defense is a lot more harder than offense because, look, you know where you're going. You're anticipating yeah. this guy. You're yeah. trying to cut him off at the point. It takes a lot of effort. That's why, we, you know, when they were in their prime, Kobe, Jordan, and LeBron, guys that could go get you 30 and then shut down the opposing best player. Mm. That's a rarity. You don't, you don't see that You don't see that now anymore. No. Because now, Skip, the best players don't guard the other best player. Giannis is not going to guard KD. Yep. KD's not going to guard Giannis. And I get it. Yeah. I am looking forward to tonight because I think he's going to put on a we might, show. We, we, we might show. No, you know what? We might still be protesting the NBA. Really? They know what I tell y'all now. Now, <laughs> you see what you did? Now, if this ever happened again, you won't see me on ABC or ESPN on a Saturday night again. Really? Is that your opinion? No, or that, are you that, speaking for? I'm just saying. I'm, I'm speaking the, for you or for him? I'm the unofficial spokesman. Okay. <laughs> you sounded official to <laughs> me. Nah, on don't that one. nothing. Okay. I'm just saying. Don't let that happen again. I will withhold my service because that's the only thing that I got. Would he withhold tonight? I just might. I just might. You know what? But this is his only trip there. This so, yeah, I've been there a thousand times. Yeah. I don't know. This is the Mecca. How many times have you seen Cats on Broadway? So if I miss it this time, I haven't seen it 15. Yeah. Yeah. Except he doesn't play Broadway now, just once saying, a year. I saw it. Yeah. Okay. Well, I'm I, still seething. I will that bet you one case of floods. Nope. That's a good bet. No. Yeah. Waiting on the injury report right now. Keeping tabs. That game tips off at 7.30 Eastern on TNT tonight, guys. All right. Let's get back to the football field. Speaking of kicking off, mm -hmm. is it a bad sign for the Cowboys that Kellen Moore got snapped up so quickly? Oh, Let's dive yep. into his new role with the Chargers when we come back <laughs> here on Undisputed. It's Kaylee Cuoco for Priceline. Ready to go to your happy place for a happy price? Well, why didn't you say so? Just download the Priceline app right now and save up to 60% on hotels. So whether it's Cousin Kevin's Kazoo concert in Kansas City, go Kevin! Or Becky's Bachelorette Bash in Bermuda. You never have to miss a trip ever again. So download the Priceline app today. Your savings are waiting. Go to your happy place for a happy price. Go to your happy price. Priceline. This one didn't take long. Less than 24 hours after the Cowboys parted ways with offensive coordinator Kellen Moore, he agreed to terms with the Chargers. Don't forget, Moore's departure from Dallas is being called mutual. Shannon, what does this tell you that the Cowboys moved on from Kellen Moore and the Chargers snapped him up so fast? Well, tell me the Chargers abided by the Rooney rule. That's what I want you to tell me first. Oh, okay, we'll discuss, you, we'll, you dis got me. Yeah. we'll discuss that at another day in time. Yeah. The Cowboys keep wondering why. Why did our season end in disappointing fashion? Well, you think it was because of Kelly Moore? Is that what y'all really think? Y'all really think? Apparently they do. So, so I mm -hmm. want to know, tell me what role the quarterback played. Mm. I saw against Washington, 26, point, 26 to 6, he was awful. That was awful. And I've been saying since like week seven, week eight, week nine, the Cowboys, if I'm y'all, I want to stay in the fifth spot because I want to get Tampa. That's a bad team. And y'all are set up perfect to beat the brakes off them. Mm -hmm. True enough, it holds for them. They weren't able to catch the Eagles. Beat the brakes off uh, uh, Tampa Bay. A bad, mm -hmm. Another bad football team. How did Kellen's offense look that night? Huh? huh. That, that threw for 300 yards. How many times that? Like three? 
Yeah. Had a QBR of 97, scaled 0 to 100. Now. Played the game of his life. I don't know how. We go to San Francisco. Yep. And the final play <laughs> notwithstanding. I get the final play. Lining Zeke up in center, that makes no sense to me. But, hell, you ain't got a hillbilly heartbeat chance of winning that game anyway. Mm-hmm. Skip. That was awful. It wasn't the plays that were called. He just flat out threw the ball to the other team. Mm-hmm. And then when he did have guys open, he overshot him. Mm-hmm. That's not on Kellen Moore. Mm-hmm. Four years that he'd been the OC. You're second in points, second in yards to Kansas City. Look at all the quarterbacks in the league over that time. Look at all the offenses, and you're second. And somehow Kellen Moore, because Jerry has these expectations, Jerry Jones has put all – he seemed like he got more expectation for Kellen Moore than he got for his damn quarterback. Mm. Because it seems to me at some point in time, you got to come to the realization, it's your quarterback. Mm. And in big moments, he hadn't played well. Mm. Not well enough. I shouldn't say he hadn't played well, but he hadn't played well enough in those big moments. And that is the difference. Mm. B- what makes quarterbacks top 10 and all these guys yep. is that in big moments, you got to play well. And Dak hadn't played well. Mm. Skip, you look at the, uh, the Eagles. You look at the last three uh, teams that represented the, AF- the NFC in the championship game. What did they do in free agency? Spin out the yin-yang. Yep. What did the Eagles do? Go get Hassan Reddick. Mm-hmm. They go get Bradbury. They did. They made a they, 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 they make additions. You look at the Rams the year before. Let's say F the picks. The year before that, Tampa. But, Jerry, you keep on. Mm-hmm. But you're going you go, you go to learn soon enough. Soon enough. Now, Jason Garrett got gone. Keller Moore got gone. The one common denominator that's still there is your quarterback. Now, if you don't get it done, who are you going to fire next? Mike McCarthy. Okay. You're yep. going to call plays. All right. Mm-hmm. So, unfortunately, I'm now picking the Los Angeles Chargers to get to the Super Bowl <laughs> next year. And if they have to go through Arrowhead, I believe they'll do it. Because I think Kellen Moore, with the change of scenery and a quarterback – who, by the way, had the seventh lowest interception rate last year, right. Justin Herbert, and a running back in Austin Eckler who led the NFL with 18 touchdowns. And uh, yeah, and look at those receivers he got: Mike Williams, Keenan Allen. They got a, they got a nice, they got a nice, they got a nice core receiver over there. They rank 30th in running the football. Kellen Moore will change that yeah. because he's a 50 50. He, he can be even a little right. better. He he will figure out how to. He will show them how to run the football. Mm-hmm. It's a match made in Super Bowl heaven. I hate to see him go. I'm, I'm shell-shocked and devastated by it. But it is now clear to me that Mike McCarthy won the power struggle with Kellen Moore. Not that Kellen was fighting back. Right. They, they wanted Kellen to get the, North, uh, North, the uh, Carolina Panthers job yeah. because then it would have been a clean out right. for him. You no. know, it would have been happy ever after for everybody. But when he didn't get it, they were forced to uh, – they fired him. I'm right. sorry. They just let him go. However right. you want to say it, it was not mutual. They just let him go. Right. Mike McCarthy wanted to call the plays because he did it for 13 years in Green Bay. And to his credit, when he took the Cowboy job, he didn't have a lot of leverage, but he readily agreed, okay, we'll keep Kellen as the play caller. Yeah. And I think it was hard on his ego, and I think he has an increasingly bigger ego because he showed up for the game at Lambeau this year wearing a Vince Lombardi big old long fur coat. Remember that? Yeah, yeah. He was going Lombardi, trudging around out, you know, (laughs) parading around out on the frozen tundra before the game. Mm -hmm. 
He thinks he's something, and he thinks he is a great play caller. And I will give him this. Once upon a time in his first, I don't know, four or five years, his reputation was that he was one of the better play callers. Of course, he's calling plays for Brett Favre and then Aaron Rodgers. Yeah. It's not that hard. Yeah. Right? You got two guys that got seven okay. MVPs between okay. the two there, of them. There you go. So I know Bob Sturm writing in The Athletic, who's very good at writing about the Cowboys, said that, that the offense had, had grown you know, that it had clear and obvious limitations. It had become simple and stale. Yeah. I, 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 I can't see it. I, I'm sorry. Oh, I didn't see that. You, yes, you got limitations. You got a back that's averaging 1.2 yards a carry. That's a big And he cannot run me or you for that 10 yards. Correct. And look at the receiving court. You traded Amari Cooper and you got Noah Brown. You get a guy off of his couch at 33 years of age in T.Y. Hill. Yep. And then Jalen Tolbert, who you selected in the third round, mm-hmm. couldn't even dress. Couldn't play. So you're going to talk about so what is he working with? Mm-mm. You give him, you giving him grocery for from three weeks ago, and you say, "Okay, make me a something special." Yep. With what? With rotten fruit and veggies? Come on, man! Over Kellen Moore's four years, he missed seventeen starter games at quarterback. So seventeen times yeah. Dak couldn't play. Yeah. And guess what he did with the various Andy Daltons and Cooper Rushes, yes. especially this year with Cooper Rushes. You know, he went four and one with Cooper Rush and kept him afloat. Kellen had a whole lot to do with that. Skip, other than CD and maybe Pollard, what skill position player can go somewhere else and start? Noah Brown going anywhere? T.Y. Hilton? Jalen Tolbert? I mean, they're, they're, come on, man. Dalton Schultz probably. Maybe. Yeah, I'm, I'm not saying he's top tier, but he's pretty good, and he has a great wavelength with Dak. Well, he so, seemed to be on with Dak because he didn't have no wavelength no, with Cooper Rush. No, he did not. He was a no-show with Cooper Rush. He ghosted him. And so I, I'm, 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 I'm looking. It's easy, and I get it, Skip. We got to find a reason why our $40 million investment is not paying dividends. Whew. Well, maybe it's the investor because you're like, well, well, well who, who's telling him? No, 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 no. Look no farther than Dak. Dak hasn't played well in big, meaningful games. He hasn't. The guy missed five games. He tied for the league in interceptions. He's like, Jerry, I know you don't want to admit it because you come out and say that's not in his DNA. But it is. Mm-hmm. It is. Mm. Look, Mike McCarthy has become like a brother-in-law to Jerry. And Jerry loves loyalty and he loves family and he's treating McCarthy like family. And he said, it's time for you to call the plays. The problem with that is... Mike McCarthy is going to revamp the whole thing. You're going to have to throw out all of the Jason Garrett, Kellen Moore, because they were sort of intertwined. Correct. All the terminology, everything, you're going to have to start it over in the offseason at the OTAs. You've got to start cold. You're starting from scratch. From scratch. It's hard, man. And I I, I don't love their chances of trying to pull that off because – you, you can dress up Dak so many ways, but but in the end, it, it, he's it's, it's Dak. just Dak. You, you can Dak. try this, you can try that, you can put him over here, and you can do this offense and that offense, and he's still Dak. I've seen enough. I'm with you. Yeah. Seven years is a long body of work. All I know is when when he was protected at Tampa against a mediocre defense with no pass rush, right. he put on a show. Yes. He played the game of his life because right. he's capable of doing that. But when you need him, when you most need him to rise and shine right. against a very good, you could argue, the best defense at their place, right. Kellen Moore called plays that twice had C.D. Lamb deep open. Twice. Right. I, I can show you the plays. 
I won't waste your time on it now, but he he underthrows him once. Remember, CD came all the way back and, and caught it right. and got fouled as he was catching and got mm-hmm. interfered with. Mm-hmm. But but he's gone for a touchdown. If you throw it five yards farther, we're having a different conversation. Right. He that the, they they script out a play whereby you get CD Lamb on Fred Warner, who can run, but right. he can't run like CD can. Right. And, and it's right down the middle of the football field. And, and he just threw it wide left and low and, right. and, and away. It was a terrible throw. Just put it, just, just, just put lay it over it the top and let him run up. L- under. Lay it up. I promise you he'll outrun right. Fred Warner. Right. And Fred Warner is really good, but yeah. he's a linebacker. Right. It's, it's, okay? but, but, and then what about the last throw to Gallup? Gallup is, is, is a no-show the whole game. And all of a sudden, they ignore him. They ignore him. All of a sudden, he runs by the other corner. Yep. He is gone for a touchdown. He's a long strider. He was unfurled. And Dak just completely, woefully threw it behind him and way short, wide right. Yeah, I, I look, it's hard to do anything consistently in sports. If you throw an interception or you have at least one turnover in seven straight games, that's what you are. Because I guarantee you, if somebody catches t- a touchdown pass, they're going to say, oh, oh, he's, he's a touchdown maker. Dak throws an interception. At least one in seven straight games. Yep. In three of those seven, he threw pick sixes. He did. But we're going to disregard that. And by the way, at the end of the 49er game, he threw one that should have been pick six. That would have ended the game a lot sooner than what it did. That is correct. We wouldn't have had the, the embarrassment of the, of the final last. play because they'd been celebrating down in the end zone. Exactly. Right? So with that being said, Skip, at some point in time, Dak's going to have to wear the hat. He's going to have to wear the accountability. And I get it. You know, I've I got to do a better job of protecting the football but at some point in time, we got to stop having these kinds of discussions at the end of the season. You keep telling me what you need, what you're not going to do again, and what you're going to be better at. At some point in time, I'm going to need to see the results mm. of the change that you say you're undertaking in the offseason. Okay. Well, he just gave the keys to the kingdom to one Mike McCarthy, as I call him. Please drop the Mike yeah. McCarthy. So here we go into a brave new world with Mike com- completely in control at the helm. Then what happens if you're worse than what you were last year? Then what? We're still stuck with <laughs> Mike and Dak, right? <laughs> I, I I don't know. And is he going to go spend on big free agent tickets? No, he's no, not going to do that. No, no, He's sticking with his draft pick. He, he better save that money because CD, CD want money. Yep. And guess who coming up next year? Micah. Uh, yeah. Mm-hmm. And you know he ain't coming at no discount. No. No. <laughs> so He is going to want to get paid. Yeah. That's for sure. No doubt about that one. All right, guys, back to the hard one we go. Did the Pistons fuel Luka's 53-point night? You were going to want to see these highlights. They're incredible. Let's discuss that on the other side of this break. Luka Doncic, we see you. He dropped 53 on the Pistons last night. Take a look. Here he is chirping back and forth with a Detroit assistant. After the game, Luca talked about what was going on. Take a listen. Their assistant coach just started chirping in the first quarter. So they didn't like when I chirped back. Now they said play basketball. If they're going to chirp at me, I'm going to chirp back. I ain't scared. <laughs> and that's what makes it fun, yeah. right? Shannon, what do you make of all the chirping? Yeah, I mean, what, Skip, what'd you expect? He said the assistant coach started chirping in the first quarter. I'd have stopped. He had 21 of their 30 points in the first quarter. I would have said another word. And if I was the head coach, yeah, they had 24. Oh, right? they're 30 in the first quarter. Yeah. He scored 24 points. He made seven of his first eight shots. Wouldn't you shut up? Yeah. If I'm the head coach, if I'm the way in case, who that talking? Yeah. 
I'd have sent him to like, like, like Mike Singletary said, Vernon Davis to the locker room. Yeah. I'd have sent the assistant coach to the locker room. Shut your mouth. You don't got this man about to get a hang of, a 80, a 80 piece on us. Well, seriously. And so, you're not, do they understand just how talented this man is offensively? He's, at, he's the second leading scorer. He's averaging 33 a night. So you know he's going to get that. Now you get in his ear. Now you chirping. Now he's going to go get He drop a 50 piece on you. <laughs> like nothing. I thought he was going to get 60. He would have if uh, uh, Jay Kidd didn't leave him out for half the fourth quarter. Yep. I think he left him out for damn near seven minutes. Yep. i like, put him back in. I want to see him get 70 <laughs> for them talking. <laughs> Talk yourself up on a 50 piece. And Skip, 24 field goal attempts. 17 to 24, Skip, 5 of 11 from the three. Mm. He, he's a walking bucket. He can, get what, he can get any shot he wants, anytime he wants, anywhere on the court he wants it. And you're going to church him? Mm. If you want to talk to Reggie Bullock, <laughs> Finney Smith, Skip Hardaway Jr., yep. have at it. Mm. But why you bother the superstar? You think I would open my mouth to KD or Luca or the, any of these guys that you know, Skip, are buckets? No, sir. And I'm going to be mad. Hey, shut up. Don't talk to him. Don't say nothing to him. Don't even say good. Don't even say how you doing, how your mama doing, how nobody doing. Don't say a word to it. Mm. Man, got this man dropping 50 on my head. Okay. <laughs> the assistant in question is named Jerome Allen. And I remember Jerome Allen as getting drafted. He was a second-round pick, and he played in the league for a couple of years and then went, bounced all around Europe playing basketball. But – he played at Penn in the Ivy League. He was twice the Ivy League player of the year as a point guard. Then he coached at Penn early on in his coaching career. Right. My point is, Penn is a smart people school. Yeah. And, and yeah. He, he was a point guard. And I'm saying, Jerome, what, what, what exactly are you thinking? Are we sure he went to Penn? Because that's not smart. Right, like, 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 I don't get guy. this. Okay. Then I have a lot of respect for Dwayne Casey, but I didn't quite understand him defending Jerome quite the way he did after the game because Dwayne Casey, who's been around this league for a long yeah. time and, and coached at a high level, he said of the chirping, it's a bunch of nothing. We've seen a lot worse. He said, remember, I coached Gary Payton, Kevin Garnett, so tonight was a zero as far as chirping. I, I'm sorry, I don't think it was a zero. He says, I liked it. I thought it really got us going, and that's the way it should be with competitive guys. It was clean, nothing dirty about it. Well, I, I understand that. I don't think there was any, like, shots taken right, or right. below-the-belt shots right. or anything like that. I don't know exactly what it was, but once Lucas started to respond, then I think Jerome's yelling at him, just play basketball. Just shut up and play basketball. You right. know, don't, don't talk no, to him. it's too late for that. Okay. You well, should have just stood on the sideline and shut up, and I was playing basketball. Okay. You can't do this to that guy at his house. It's, it's at his house. If, if you're in Detroit, maybe yeah. maybe you might yeah. get him going the wrong direction, right. make him distracted or get him frustrated. Skip, or, you remember back in when early on with the MO, get physical with Luca yeah. and you know Bob. Do I? You can't. So now you get physical with him, he dropped 40 on you. Yep. So he'll take you out of that that field. What thing and, and you see he's how he's evolved this game. That, that doesn't bother me anymore. Hey, November 1st, 2019. I'll never forget the Danny Green <laughs> Memorial game at Dallas. Yeah. It was on a Friday, Friday night. night. And uh, Dwight Howard was a Laker. Got it with a four. And, with and he caught him right in the, the, the forehead yeah. with the forearm and, uh, and about cold right, pocket. Yes. I thought he was concussed. Yes, yes. The book was Rough Him Up. Rough Him Up. 
And they, then that was the night LeBron, they needed a three to tie. Right. And LeBron ducks under it. And I'm like, are you just going to lay it up? Yeah. And at the last second, he whips it to the corner Danny to Green. one Danny Green. And there was a little hold over there in the corner, remember, on the – Dwight Howard held, held Seth, uh, Seth, Seth Curry. He held Seth, held right on, held him tight, <laughs> and Danny Green broke completely open and swished right. it at the buzzer, and they went to overtime, overtime and yeah. won it in overtime. Yes. Okay, the point of the game was Luka was a little wobbly down the stretch yeah. because Dwight had blasted him. Yes. And that was the book. And then, remember, the Clippers in the – in the bubble. bubble. Yeah. yeah. And Morris. Marcus Morris was Relegal. getting after him and, and pounding on him, and he turned his ankle. But mm-hmm. but Luca would not back down because he's a tough kid. I mean, he, he played pro basketball in Europe, and I I'm, I promise you, you can't be soft and play pro basketball in Europe. In Europe, they're not soft. They, okay. built, they built different over no, there. They, I mean, yeah. the, game, the game might be different, Skip, yeah. but their mentality is different. So what you think, would American players get physical? That, that, that doesn't work. And then what, what did they say? Oh, we're going to – Cool. Oh, we just put Luke in the pick and roll. He said, oh, that's what y'all want to do? Well, I'm going to put all y'all in the pick and roll. And so now he puts you in the pick and roll, and he's averaging 34 a night. Yep. So in the second quarter, they went with what I would go with, which is take the ball out of Luca's hands. Yes. Because you can do that if, yes. you, if you really fixate on yes. it. You could say, I want two people to trap him across half court, and he's got no choice but to give up. the ball up. Yes. Well, then it's like Lakers at Dallas on Christmas – if they start bombing threes on you in the third quarter, you're going to be in trouble because they're going to score 51 points. Exactly. But if they don't, you got a chance you're to good. be in the game. Correct. So Luka only scored three in the second quarter, and they hung in. And remember, Detroit actually had a lead early in the fourth quarter in this game and could not hang on. Right. And Luka didn't do that much in the fourth quarter, but he only played, to your point, five minutes and 50 seconds. Right. But they pulled away. Yes. So it was I mean, you think about Skip. He had 53. The rest of the team had 58. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, so in, in what? In the regulation. So, I mean, yeah, they, in, they only scored 111 points. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But Luca had 53. Okay. Yeah. 58. <laughs> yeah. It's unbelievable. So the bigger picture for Dallas is they're still struggling. They're still trying to find the balance between Luca and the rest. Right. And they are now, after winning against Detroit, who's not very good, last night they've risen to 27 and 25. They're only three and a half games ahead of the Lakers in the standings right now. They're in the sixth seed, but they're barely. Yeah. Okay? So it's not like Luka's setting the standings on fire. He's setting the the, the scoring race right. on fire. Right. Because that's four times over 50. Right. I think he's only the fourth guy in history to go over 50 that many times right. this early in a season. Yeah. I mean, well, LeBron, I mean, he, I think he saw a stat on the screen the last yeah. 25 years. Uh, before turning a certain age, I mean, Jordan got 17 and he and LeBron are tied with five apiece. Skip, Luca has 376 points in January alone. Jerome Allen scored 336 for <laughs> Okay. So Luca, because Luca, like, who are you? Luca's sure like, well, who are you? Yeah. Who are you to talk to me? It asked, well, what? Yeah. Don't worry about it. You, you, and you, y'all in trouble for something he said. Yeah, and <laughs> they said, on each of his seven baskets that he scored in the first quarter, every time he, he went to Joe Mallon as he's going up the floor and said, that's for you. Yeah. See? Okay. <laughs> yeah. Then you got the man riled up and you ain't guarding him. Yeah. Y'all get him. Get him. No, you sit down. <laughs> I, I, I don't know. I, I think we once and for all realized, I think we exposed for the whole league to see that's not the way to yeah. distract So, are, so are, you, are you ready to, to acknowledge Luca? He's about to be Big Bird. He about to be little no more, Skip. He, he about to graduate. 
I, I will give you he's not baby bird anymore because he's become a man right before your very <laughs> eyes. I, I need that that overall record to become a man's record. Hey, look, I need 27 and 25 to be better because it's not translating into huge winning right now. No, but it, it's, okay. it's, it's he getting, yeah. well, he's so fun to watch. No, he is fun to watch. And he is, he's like a genius lane scorer. Yeah. I've never seen him like it before. I don't even know how he does it, but he's playing at a different rhythm than everybody else. Jerome Allen is a Mario matter of my own heart. Yeah. On the football field, I got into it with okay. rest your soul, Chester McLaughlin, yeah. Cortez okay. Kennedy, right. and the lineman was was beside himself. Why you got to start something with somebody you ain't got to block? I don't know to tell you. Okay, but at least you're playing in the game. Yeah, yeah. Right? <laughs> at least you're yeah. you're fair game because uh, yeah, yeah. you're in the oh, game. Yeah. Oh yeah, right? yeah, absolutely. Right. I say, well, they talk. They started talking back to me. Okay, but if, <laughs> but if they want to get even, at least somebody can come yeah. after oh, you. Yeah, absolutely, it's yeah. hard to go after Joe. Oh, Mallett. they would tell him, say, well, if yeah. you want to get it, we won't stop you. Yeah. <laughs> well, we just made Jerome Allen pretty famous. Yeah, here, yeah, right? Jerome. Jerome I, I yeah. made the way case. Look here. Leave Luke alone. Uh, I don't know if they play him again, but if he comes to Detroit, don't you say a word to that man. <laughs> As a matter of fact, sending flowers. <laughs> yeah, really. They probably learned their lesson. The Mavs sitting at sixth in the Western Conference right now, guys. They've got tonight and tomorrow off. Thursday, they welcome in my Pelicans. Oh. All right, another oh, historic oh, feat for Russell Westbrook. Gentlemen, how impressive <laughs> is it? Let's talk about that when we come back. All right. Last night, Russell Westbrook, he passed Gary Payton for 10th on the NBA's all-time assist list. Westbrook did it with 10 dimes in last night's Lakers loss to the Nets. Shannon, how surprised are you by this? I'm not surprised at all. Skip, the guy's led the league in uh, uh, assists on multiple occasions. Mm. He's had double-digit assists in five separate seasons. Had a single-season high of 11.7. He's averaging 7.5 off the bench, which is an incredible number. Because assist, Skip, you're relying on somebody else to do a job. It's rebounding. I get the rebound. I get credit. That's one rebound. I score a bucket, a free throw, or two or three. I get that. I pass you the ball. You got to make the shot. You don't make the shot. I get nothing. I can have the greatest pass to live. Yep. You don't finish it. I get nothing. So he's getting seven and a half of those a night. So yep. I'm not surprised that he's moved up. He's a, he, Skip, he was a phenomenal player. The guy's a top 75 player. Now, I, I, you, we can get caught up and says, okay, the last two years. But I'm not going to discredit what the man has done. The man averaged a triple-double like four to five seasons. He's an MVP of the All-Star Game MVP. Hell, he's a hell of a player. He's not what he once was. But to try to diminish that, I'm surprised. I'm not. I'm mm-hmm. not surprised that Russell Westbrook is a top is top 10 in assists, considering he is a point guard, considering he has led the league in assists, and he's averaged double-digit assists on five occasions. Skip, that's not easy. No. So I'm not surprised at all. I think when it's all said and done, he'll be a little higher than 10th. Um, I don't know how high he'll get on the list, but he's not going to be, what, he's uh, 100 behind Isaiah. Yep. And he's 900 behind uh, Oscar for eight and 1,100 over uh, almost 1,200 behind Magic. So there's a chance he could be top six, maybe top five. I got to tell you, I was very surprised because it snuck up on me. I, I just hadn't tracked the fact that he was piling up assists. But to your point, well, he obviously four out of five years before he came to L.A. He's triple-double, so he's piling up assists. Right. Even though you don't think of him as an all-time assist type of a leader. Right. Look, I watched him at UCLA, 
and yet I didn't watch him because he never really caught my eye because right. he was not a pure point guard right. at UCLA. I don't even know what he was. Yeah. He was just a basketball he player. He was an athlete. Okay? He was just out there trying to figure it out on the fly, and you could see the explosion, but you couldn't see the skill yet. And, again, he gets to Oklahoma City in the first year. I, I couldn't see it. He averaged five assists, and I thought, well, he's trying to figure out how to do it, but it seemed forced. Mm-hmm. Like, he's, he, he started – most of the games his rookie year, right. but but it's like I, I'm trying to figure out how to do this. I'm trying to will the ball to other people, but it's not natural right. to me. It doesn't come effortlessly to me because I got to think hard about it. I know if I played with Kevin Durant, I'd have had double digit assists every year. Okay, well that that, that was <laughs> part, part of the battle. That was part of it right there. The reason I I get distracted is because four times Russ has led the league in turnovers. Yeah, I get distracted because even this year, in turnovers per 36 minutes, he's number one in the league. Right. And he had, by the way, we're about to get to this, he had six more last night. I, I, get, I get so distracted by the turnovers because they're so glaring and they're yeah. so ugly. They're so bad. They're, they're like all-time yanking from the game bad where I say, man, if I was playing in church league, the coach would have yanked me yeah. for that turnover. And – he still has, to, to my eyes, the worst hands of any point yeah. guard I've ever seen because he has a hard time holding on to the basketball. Yes. But I, I saw an interesting quote from Troy Brown last night after the game, and they, were, they gave him a standing ovation after the game, as they should have. I mean, you got to tenth all, all, top ten all time. Yeah. Okay, that's, that's a real achievement. And Troy Brown said his ability to get the ball out of his hands so quickly is what's so impressive. Russ will be in mid-move, and it'll just be fired at you. Well, yeah, it will because – I don't think he has a, a, a plan. Right. Like he'll, he'll leave his feet, and it's just like, I'm going I'm I'm to do, do that, and I'm just going to whip the ball to Troy Brown, and you better be ready because right. you're going to get it right between the eyes when you might least expect it. Not a natural point guard, and, and yet he has done this. He's, he's eclipsed a guy I had a lot of respect for, Gary Payton, the glove. Yep. Well, look, he, he's done it. Russ has played, let's just round up, 37,000 minutes. Glove played 47,000 minutes. Right. So, so he's caught him and passed him in 10,000 fewer minutes. Right. Well, that, that's pretty great. He's right. played two years fewer. Right. He's, he's in 15, and, right. and Gary played 17 full seasons. Right. Okay? Well, that's pretty great, right? Yeah. But, again, you snuck up on me because I get distracted by all the shots you missed, the three-point shooting you missed, the, the free throws that you missed, and by the turnovers. So, so here's last night. He gets 10 assists. But I'm going to show you the turnovers because I watched the game kind of with one eye because it was kind of hard to watch without LeBron and AD. And AD. But here, here are six turnovers last night. He had two in the fourth quarter. I mean, that's just cra- craziness. Wow. Okay, he walked. And I, I have no idea. Like those are ones where you just say, Darvin, are you going to let that happen? Darvin, you want to get him out of there? That, that's careless. It's just careless. And here we go the other way. Russ. Okay. Yeah, Russ, please think. Ha, have an idea. Have a plan. No, no, no plan. Okay, those the last two came in the fourth quarter right. when they made a little bit of a run, yeah. and there was a moment when I thought they're going to creep back into this game, but then it went haywire at the end, in part because of those two turnovers. They just they flipped the the, the momentum, as you know. You. It, it's hard. It's it, it's really hard on LeBron's psyche. He's still the best passer in basketball, and I still say. He doesn't show it, but he's got to be running to the other end thinking, what am I doing? Mm-hmm. 
Because to me, the bad slightly outweighs the good, but the good is still, it, it's explosively yeah. good. I mean, he can still give you a triple-double off well, the he, bench. He, he can still he give does. you double-digit assists he, off he the does. bench. He does. Well, he gave you 10 last night, but you pretty much got blown away in the fourth quarter. It's like a okay. quarterback leading the league in touchdown yep. passes and okay. interceptions. That's true. That, it, like Jameis. It's, yeah. it's like a Jameis year in yeah. Tampa before Brady got yeah. there, the 7-9 and nine year. So I, I was curious last night because this game for me boiled down to we got two Hall of Famers left on the court. One's Kyrie Irving and the other one's Russell Westbrook. Right. And I'm thinking it's kind of mano a mano. And I know didn't Kyrie post something early? I saw something on the Internet where, where he said and new he, he, would be he, out. he's out here. Greatness out early putting in the work. Right. Russ was out there. So Russ shoots 5 of 15. It wasn't good enough. No, it wasn't great. But, but the 10 assists is great. Six turnovers undercut. And he, he winds up with 17 points, but 10 assists. And Kyrie had 25 points. Kyrie did not have a great game either, but 25 points, seven rebounds, six assists. But it was enough. It was just enough, and he got a lot of help. Yeah, um, Cam. Yeah, and, and Patty Mills yeah. had a game because he was rarely – He was due now. Yeah, he was due because he doesn't get to play very much. But they were down not only Kevin, but Ben Simmons once again. I don't know what's Knee going on. This. Yep, here we go again. Jacques Vine just be rolling like he's, – He's like, yep, here we go again because he's got – the demons. He's got demon soreness is what he's got, okay? So the game was a little bit hard to watch for me, but in the end, I was curious to see how Russ would do against Kyrie, and Kyrie, he won the battle. Okay. But, but he's just better than Russell Westbrook yeah, at this right. stage yeah, and age, yeah, right? Absolutely, yeah. Okay, congratulations to Russ because, what, like the, the quote from Russ that I loved was, he said, if somebody told me 15 or 20 years ago, that you'd be top 10 assists, I'd look at him like they was crazy. Well, you would yeah. because I think he knows in his heart of hearts, he, he's just not a point guard. Right. It, it did not. It's, it's yeah. not like he was born to right. be Magic, John Stockton, Jason Kidd, Chris Paul. Yeah. Like, that's, name that's, that's, no, that's not, that's no, not, yeah. no, it's not who but he was. But for him to turn himself into that, not a great shooter, but and not he's not a great shooter, not, not, not a natural-born nope. facilitator of an offense, but he's won an MVP, scored 30, yep. led the league in assists on yep. multiple occasions. Yep. He's turned himself into a damn good basketball player. And he did it mostly with effort and will. Yes. He's got supreme will. Still like, plays I hard. can do this. Yep. I can do this. I'm better than you. Yep. He, he carries himself with that kind of arrogance that you love. Yep. And, and, you know, he's, what do we call him, 6'3"? Yeah. But, but he's got great shoulders. You know, he's got, he's got natural strength to him. I don't know how much he hits the weights, but yeah. he, looks, he looks good yeah. still. And, and he can get inside, and he's, he's an offensive rebounding terror he inside. God. Well, way to go, Russ. Congratulations. An achievement indeed. Yeah. Congrats, Russ. All right, LeBron. Gentlemen, is he ready to play? Is he ready to put on a virtuoso <laughs> tonight in the Garden yeah. versus we might, the Knicks? We might, we might Let's protest. discuss yeah. on protest. the other side of this break. <laughs> LeBron sitting out last night. However, he is expected to play tonight against the Knicks in Madison Square Garden. The countdown is on. He's just shy of 100 points when it comes to passing Kareem as the NBA's all-time leading scorer. 
Shannon, do you expect a legendary performance from LeBron tonight? Well, I don't even know if he's going to play tonight. Darvin Ham said he's it's, uh, experiencing significant soreness in that left foot, mm. uh, and it was going to be a, evaluated first thing this morning to, to determine his availability for the Knicks game. Mm. Now, Skip, remember last year he missed the game because he was suspended. Mm-hmm. What transpired in Detroit, he ended up missing the game. We know how LeBron James, he says it's his favorite arena to play in. It is. We know the legendary performances that have happened in that building. And he's had some of the legendary performances in that building. Um, so, does he play? He's, a, what, 117? Dropped 35 tonight. Better leave him. Uh, you know, I might play. I might let y'all see me play. Really? Yeah, I might, might let y'all see me. LeBron James will play tonight. You don't know that. I do know. I just know how he's built. This is his stage. This is his time. He's been on an incredible <laughs> roll. He was on an incredible roll till he got fouled in Boston. Yeah. Ruined our virtuoso. It, it did ruin it. It marred it. It, it. it just it left a bad taste in everybody's mouth. Even though the Knicks are a little better this year, they're 27 and 24, so right now they're in the seventh seed. Even though they're a little better defensively, they're, they're 14th in defensive efficiency, so they're middle of the pack, but they're not a bad defensive team. The point over, over the many years, as I've told our friend Michael Rappaport, is that Knicks fans have mostly been trained to go to the Garden to see the superstar and the oh, other the team play, team. Yeah. And, and they actually go to root for the, the opposing superstar to put up a legendary game yeah. because – that makes their building, their mecca of basketball, right. seem even more legendary right. than it really is. Yes. So Knicks fans are stuck, mostly because of the owner that they're stuck with. Mm-hmm. This is who they are. This is what they have. This will be their game of the year. This is, again, will they be a playoff team? Probably they'll be in, but are they going to do anything in the postseason? No, they're not going to do anything in the postseason. But Jalen Brunson has made them a little bit better. Yeah. Okay, so... Tonight is, is obviously the Lakers' only trip to the Garden. And this is where you go to, to do things that people never forget. Right. Right? Mm-hmm. So it feels like LeBron is per- – I, I don't know what's wrong with his ankle. It may, maybe he does have something going on. But, but if he doesn't, if he's 92% healthy, I think he's going to have a huge game against a team that he can have his way with. So who's going to guard him? Julius Randle or R.J. Barrett? Barrett maybe, I, I guess. Or maybe they'll switch off and try. Nobody. Nobody. That's, that's who's going to guard him is nobody. So to me, <clears throat> he could uh, – I'm looking for a double nickel game for sure. I'm looking for 55. Nah, we don't, no? we don't do that. Somebody else already had a double nickel okay, game. We well, don't want that. Okay, we well got to match it. No. Why we, not? We'll do a 40 – I'll tell you what we'll do. We'll do a – I'll give you a 38, 12, and 8. 38, 12, and 8. Uh, would you give me a dub? Yeah, we're going to get that. Okay, for we sure. We're going to get that. Yeah, okay. for sure. Well, you're four games under 500. Don't worry you about what. You need it. You need it. That ain't what we'll be after yeah. the game. At some point, I keep waiting for you guys to take off because well, well, how, about, how about How about the referees? How about they do their job? <laughs> okay. Well, how about you guys pick yourself up off the mat and play in overtime the way you should have because it's Jay, easy. It's easy when we didn't put ourselves down yeah. on the mat. Okay, but Jalen Brown said, I got this. Yeah. I choked the other night against the Knicks, but I'm not going to choke this Yeah, J- and, and uh, Jason Tatum said, I got this. Why not? White mm-hmm. crossed LeBron's arm. He did. Yeah. 
Then we didn't get to see what would happen after that. You know what would happen. I'm not sure. No, you happen. said you wanted to see the man I drive. Did. I did. And then you changed it to my well. I don't know what would have happened. Well, I don't know. I want to see him make. It, it, surely he could have made one free throw. That's all you needed was one free throw. Well, how about how about the referee call it and we could have saw? Okay, how about we did not get to see and and it crushed. Who my robbed soul. us of that moment? Well, obviously somebody froze. Yeah, he's he did. In the picture, he's frozen. Yeah. I, I don't know what happened. I don't know. Well, I want you to be frozen in yeah. time tonight okay. with a virtuoso. I, I want this, this, it, it, we need a virtuoso. What's the, what, what's the tip top of the iceberg that he could hit? What, what could he, could, could you see him going for 60? No. No? Why not? With that, that, that don't interest us. Yes, it does. That don't interest us. Well, why not? Is it, I mean, are you getting too close to the record too quickly? Yeah, that would be good. You, 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 you noticed that too, huh? Yeah. You noticed that too. We got to slow it down. Yeah. Going too fast. Slow down. Slow down, Shannon. Because you do want to do it at home. Yeah. Right? Okay. Because so y'all other fans, y'all don't deserve to see me break this. Only the Crips. Okay. And the uh, Crip. And <laughs> the Crip. Yep. Okay. And I'm going to be there one of them games. <laughs> All right. The fans are now the Crips and the Crip. Yeah, they're yeah, Crip. Okay. We're Crip.com. <laughs> okay. But good things happen. Okay. So. February 7th would be your next home game. Am I right about yeah, that? Yeah, that's, that's, our, that's our next home game. Yeah, okay. I'll be there. All right. You want to do it against the Thunder, or are you going to wait until a Thursday night I mean, on TNT against Milwaukee? Thursday night, I won't be there. I'll be, I'll be, oh, that's going. right. Oh, you can't be there. I can't be there Oh, Thursday. we got to be at the Super Bowl. Yeah. Well, you got to tell him you, you got to do it Tuesday, <laughs> right? We, we, you tell him just you got to up the ante a little bit. You got to do the RPM. Is there a North Ordinance? Is there any way I can get there and back? No. No, I, I, I don't think I don't know. Maybe, yeah. Okay, if you want to pay the freight on it and fly private, what you, you, what you, what you make that a good, <laughs> make that a, good, a gift for your boy? Oh, okay, that would be a big <laughs> gift, man. It would. That would. Be it a would. Lot. Uh, I mean, all things being equal, I would really like to see him break it Tuesday night, but I don't know if he's gonna do it against OKC. That doesn't seem right to me. It yeah. doesn't seem big enough, even though they've been really good right. lately. They play. They almost came back against Golden State last they night. Almost did. They. Are, I watched them the other night. Steph Curry lost his mind. Lady. He lost his mind. No, <laughs> started, he did. Started bombing threes. Okay. All good. Way to go. But but the point is, they are. They they've become legit. Yeah, they have. But I, I, it's gonna. I believe it's gonna happen. I don't know if you noticed the ticket prices on Tuesday and Thursday. Yeah. But they are through the roof. Okay. So well, you got to be there. Right. I mean, you know, I'm, th- I'm thinking about it. You know, I put some pennies together to try to make something happen. Okay. Try to move some stuff around over here and over there, you okay. know. Well, Thursday night. I'll be in Arizona Thursday night. Stop saying Thursday. You better be. Because <laughs> we are going to be there. Because we are going to have shows on Thursday, Thursday and, and Friday. Friday. Yeah. Okay. Well, you may be stuck watching on TNT. Hey. I mean, scared, I mean, I mean, I should go. I mean, you, I mean, sometimes you got to see, you know, I don't know. I'm going to have to, I'm going to have to put the bill. Okay. I'm going to have to put the bill. Well, you can, you can handle it. To be there. Yeah. To see my nephew break that record. Okay. Well, you could sell your guest house up in the <laughs> hills, right? I definitely could rent it out. Yeah. Anybody want to rent a guest house? It's like yeah. 800 square feet. Yeah. Well, okay. Got a little kitchen, bathroom, living room. Deal. <laughs> Done. <laughs> Unless you can talk him into doing it Tuesday versus the Thunder and Shea Gilgis-Alexander. But, Shannon, you got to be there Friday morning. We're going to be there there. and a ton of live audience fans as well. All right, guys, let's talk about the Bengals. How have they handled the fallout from that game-losing penalty? 
got ugly for a bit. Yeah. Let's talk about that. We're going to unpack it on the other side of this break. the Bengals lost to the Chiefs on that penalty that put KC into field goal range, Jermaine Pratt gave teammate Joseph Asai an earful heading into the locker room. Take a listen. Yesterday, Pratt apologized and said he was wrong for calling out his teammate. Shannon, you were very critical of this to begin with. Yeah. What's your reaction to Pratt's latest? I'm glad he did it. I'm glad he's mad enough to admit that he was wrong. And that's what we need to get into the lot. When you say something and you do something wrong to someone, just apologize. Don't be too big. Don't be too proud to say I'm sorry. And I'm glad that he did that because he was absolutely wrong in this case. I understand, Skip, the sports and sometimes life, things get very emotional. And, and, and you go over the edge. And at, the, at that moment, you're like, you're like, this is what I'm feeling. You sit back and you think about it like, damn, why'd I do that, man? Me and that man, we done played 18, 19 games together. We done sweat together. We done bled together. We done cried together. Man, I can't leave this man out there on the island by himself because it's like we lost this game solely on that last play. There were other opportunities in that game that we could have made a play that could have impacted the game, and it didn't even come down to this. Mm. But yet, here we are. So I was glad he did it. I love what his teammate B.J. Hill did beside a uh, uh, side. Stood beside him, beside him and make sure that any, any questions that were, nah, you don't need to answer that. We're going to move it along. I love that about him. I love that about uh, this team. I love how they came together. It wasn't his, it wasn't uh, Pratt, uh, Geronimo, I think Geronimo, G- uh, Jermaine, Jermaine Pratt. Yeah. It wasn't his finest moment. No. But it wasn't life or death. He admitted he was wrong. He apologized. They're going to be better for it. I, yeah. I, I love this. First thing you have to remember, as you always point out, there are cameras and microphones everywhere. everywhere. How many times did that happen in your playing days with the locker room door shut and somebody yelled at somebody else and maybe you stepped in and said, no, yeah, it's okay, let right. it be. Right. But, but it didn't get out there like that no. got out there, no. No. right? Mm-mm. So you, you have to be cognizant that you're always on camera and might. Yes. Okay. Jermaine Pratt's been a very good player for them. He's becoming a free agent. He may, that, that might have been his last play and last game. That in Cincinnati, correct. Cincinnati. He was screaming the emotions of many of us out there in TV land because I was having the same emotions about Joseph <laughs> Asai. But I'm not going to scream it at him. Right. And I'm not going to come in here and take it out on him right. on national TV because by all accounts, He's a good kid, yeah. and, and he works hard, and he plays too hard. Right. And, and he went over the edge, right. in, in he just tried too hard. Correct. He had some plan in the back of his head. I, I got to get him going backward out of bounds because if you do, the clock won't okay. stop. Right. And you're way late in, in executing your plan because he's, <laughs> he, he's clear in the bench area. He's, he's about out of the white area, yes. right? So here you come, and – we all felt the same thing as I was rooting for Burrow in Cincinnati, and I'm sure Bengals Nation felt the same thing. Yep. How could you? Because it's one of those boneheaded gaffes. It, it lost the game because you're sitting looking at a 60-yard field goal that I doubt he could have made. They might have tried yep. it. 
But all, all of a like, sudden, you may... You, you, because you're going to drive, skip, and that weather, you're going to probably have to drive it, which means it's going to be a little low. Yeah. And now you worry about the double thud and them picking the ball, oh, go, yep, the ball up and going back. And you don't want to lose would. a game like that. No, you don't. It became a makeable 45, and to his credit, he, he nailed it. He nailed Ooh, it. He nailed it. Yep. Right down Broadway. <clears throat> so all of a sudden, the attention shifts back to a game that looked like it had overtime written yeah. all over yep. it, and we all wanted to see. Let's see who wins the coin flip. Let's see what Mahomes does. Let's see what Burrow does, because now you got two of the best young gun quarterbacks. Because guess what, Skip? It was going to be the first time you remember the playoff implementation. Yep. Everybody gets to touch the ball, gets no matter what transpires. No matter what, thanks to Mahomes well, and Josh, Josh last year. Yes. Okay. All that is hanging in the balance, and it drops on this kid's head. Right. And then it got exacerbated by him screaming at the right. kid, and his emotions were real and true, and that's what he believed at that moment. Mm-hmm. But unfortunately, the whole world got to yeah, hear and see it, and it's just horrible. That's normally what fans yell. Yeah, fans that, yell that would be a fan. <laughs> it was almost like a fan's comment. Yes, but yes. You're not a fan. You're a teammate, yeah, so you but, have to – you know, ball it up. But his emotions got the best of him. But I still, like I said, Skip, I was glad glad Jermaine Pratt came he back. And like, I'm, I'm, I'm sorry, bro. He did. I was wrong. Yeah. No, it was good. It was good for the team. Yes. Yes. Yeah. I hope somebody gave Joseph Asai a big hug or two <laughs> after that game, guys. Yep. All right. Kyrie, gentlemen, is he already working on a path, a plan to get back to playing yep. with LeBron? No. Let's no. unpack the possibility <laughs> when we come back on FS1. All right, after playing the Lakers last night, Kyrie Irving had high praise for his former teammate LeBron James. Kyrie said, quote, his ability to prepare himself mentally, spiritually, emotionally, game to game, day to day. I've been quoted on saying it's hard to be LeBron James or any superstar or in any entertainment, sport, athletic, or business industry because all eyes are on you. But he's handled it extremely well. Shannon, what do you make of this? Well, I mean, Kyrie speaking, I think, having played with LeBron James and saw the up close in the day-to-day, he understands what he speaks of. But, Skip, I mean, what, in the 76-year history, there have only been, I think, nine guys to play at least 20 seasons. And none of them have played at the level in which LeBron James is playing at. So, obviously, you're amazed at it because he's been able to play at this level for his entire – there haven't been a dip in his production. Mm -hmm. He's averaged 25 points for 19 straight seasons if he continues this streak. Now the last two seasons, 37-38, he has the potential to average 30 points a game. Mm -hmm. And to to be – get your body ready to go in night in and night out and to do it at 38 years of age, Mm. Kyrie understands because he he, said a lot, you know, you got to just take into account. Some guys – these guys know their bodies better than everybody else. Yep. And if a guy plays, be glad that you got an opportunity to see him. If he doesn't, understand that the guy, guy understands his body and doing what's in the best interest of himself. Yes. A source very close to Kyrie told me back at that time that he wanted out from under LeBron in Cleveland, that he wanted out from under because he thought LeBron was more interested in stat padding than winning basketball games. And maybe Kyrie has seen the light now because mm-hmm. he was 25 at that. He played six years, but he was only 25. Right. I, I still believe that he sees a path to reuniting with LeBron, maybe out here next year, mm-hmm. because I think he's got a home here. I think he's buying a home for his father out right. here. So I could see that he's he's playing back up. He's trying to make amends. 
and get back into LeBron's better graces by saying all the right things. But I think you do you do also understand and, and commend Kyrie that doing what LeBron James is doing at this juncture of his career is unbelievable. Okay. And there's a good chance you're probably not going to see it again. Okay, but Kyrie is saying, I remember the best of LeBron when I was with him right. because it, at the end when he forced his way to Boston, he, he was only seeing the worst of, of right. what he thought was yeah. LeBron at that yeah, point. Yeah, that's the thing, Skip. Right. When, you, when you're there, you don't realize. No. And then he's realized that he was going to NBA Finals every year with LeBron. Every year. And he hadn't come close to getting back to an NBA Finals since nope. LeBron. And Boston was a disaster. And you take that for granted, or you took it for granted, he doesn't anymore. True. Sometimes the grass is always greener. I hate to interrupt, guys, but we're out of time.